Well, today I've got one British person on because unfortunately the other one bailed on me. So we've got Matt this week. Say hi, Matt. Hi, Matt. <laughs> and Jack's the one who bailed. Yeah. He's He's got that southern weak um, immune system. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah. He picked up he's, some kind of virus. Yeah. he's. Uh, I, I think it's the deadly Mataba virus, and he's been doing stuff with monkeys. <laughs> but we'll probably not know until the, um, you know, the hazard control unit's been in and swabbed him. <laughs> well, the good thing is, if it's some virus that's going to spread over the whole island, at least you can yeah. be isolated. Oh, man, mon- monkey apocalypse. I would totally be down for that. I, w- I would absolutely love that. Well, and the cool thing would be is you'd know Patient Zero. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'd be, the people would be sitting around the campfire and they'd be like, oh, how does this all start? And I'd be like, well, let me tell you a story, strangers. I know how it started. <laughs> there, there, there once was a boy named Jack. And he kissed monkeys. On the butt. (laughs) Butt stuff. (laughs) Butt stuff. Actually, uh, I was just watching South Park from Wednesday. And I don't know if you watched, like, South Park of the recent uh, ones. I do, but I I haven't seen any of the new series. I've seen one episode, the one with the uh, social justice warriors. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That, that, That made me laugh an awful lot. It's kind of like a running theme this season with the PC principal. Yeah. He's there for the whole thing, but this one was, uh, I guess, how like Asian girls came to the school and they were yeah. drawing yaoi, which I guess is like kind of like anime or manga, where it's they but they pick two random dudes to be together, <laughs> and so they pick Craig and Tweak, and we're drawing like yeah. of Qua- uh, Craig and Tweak, and they're like we're not gay though, and then they end up like trying to fight everyone to see if you know to say they really weren't <laughs> gay, but everyone's like. <laughs> Making them gay and how like Asians are the ones who decide who are gay in life. <laughs> oh man, it was really I, great. I, I need to go check this out. It I, was a um, great episode. <laughs> I've uh, I found in the last couple of seasons though they they has been really hit or miss. Yeah, like last season they had that great three part epic all about Black Friday. Yeah, that was really great. That that was fantastic, but but I think the thing that made it great was the fact that it was sort of, it was the kids playing like Dungeons and Dragons, yep. which is always the episodes where the kids are kids. Yeah, is always great. Well, and that's and, where the video game came from. Yeah, the Stick of Truth video game, which is awesome. Stick of Truth was amazing. Oh, I I've never <laughs> never laughed and felt such great shame yeah. at the same time. That that sequence where you're in your parents' bedroom. <laughs> yeah, you have to do- watch them. That, that is just... I was so glad that I was alone in the house. Because <laughs> I was terrified someone was going to walk in on me like, what the hell is this? Then there's the, uh, the aborted zombie fetuses. <laughs> Nazi <laughs> yeah. zombie fetuses. <laughs> oh. With all the little oh, like man. clips from real Nazi speeches. Yeah. That was oh. just that was just <laughs> tremendous. That sequence that was fantastic. But the best part, I think, that it was actually like 
a good game at its core, like a basic yeah. turn-based game, and it like our old school turn-based RPG that was actually really good and progressed really well. Yeah, that that was that was kind of surprising because yeah. like, when I first started it, I thought, "Is this just going to be like the South Park games of old?" Yeah, which is it's just kind of a you know an average game, but it's full of South Park references, so you'll love it. Yeah, exactly. But I I I really got into Stick of Truth. I thought it was great. Yeah, I played it through a couple times on a couple different characters. <laughs> See, I was meaning to, but uh, earlier in the year, I traded in my PS3 for my PS4. Aww. So I ended up getting rid of the game. So I didn't get a chance. I think I started a new character, but I didn't get a chance to go back and play it. We downloaded it on Steam. My husband had it on his Steam, and I just log into his Steam on my computer and go <laughs> offline, so then we both can play. <laughs> That's how you trick Steam. Yeah. <laughs> I, I still think my favorite part of the game, though, is when you uh, find the Chimpokamon characters. Yeah. <laughs> Chimpokamon! Uh, and then in the sewers, like, having to fight, like, the rats and everything. And yeah. Mr. Hanky's uh, family. I like the um, the little hobo town <laughs> yeah. that you have to go to. That was great. It's just, you know. And they beat the shit out of you. Yeah, just crazy crackheads. <laughs> it's a life lesson, though. <laughs> don't don't go into Hobo Town because they've got that crazy meth strength. Yeah, they will beat the shit out of you. <laughs> yeah, and they will use any means necessary. They're, exactly. they're they're not they're not you know players by the rules. Yep, they did not believe in Queensbury rules. You know. Oh, <laughs> and he had to like. You get like Jesus and the the Chinese guy, and then you get a uh, Mister Slave for their <laughs> <Yeah>. special summons. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they, they, <laughs> I I heard that they weren't doing another one because they had such a bad time of doing it, and then I got told that they were doing another yeah. one. Well, with the now, with the stick of truth when it came out, they kept like delaying it and yeah, and everything too. So. I'd, I'd heard all these reports that they'd had like such a bad experience doing it that they were just like, no, we're not doing another one. And I guess he must have sold really well. Yeah. Because um, I heard some, someone was telling me a few months back that they were doing a second one. I was like, really? I thought they were just like, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> um, it was an awesome game. Yeah. Super, super fun. And it's just like... Just all the little extra ridiculous stuff in it. That, like, yeah, yeah. like you said, like, the chimp Pokemon and just, like, finding random stuff or even to, like, how the gear is, like, when you play as a, a Jew, which is a class, <laughs> to the point where it's, like, the more you get hurt, the stronger you are <laughs> Yeah, for the suffering. Like, it was just all those little things that just made it so amazing. There's, there's also nothing finer than... You know, beating up an enemy using Cartman's mom's dildo. Yeah, <laughs> that that was just that was just tremendous. That was. It was so great. Yeah. <laughs> I want to play it again. <laughs> I, I want to play it again, and now I've got nothing to play it on. This was the worst conversation ever. <laughs> things you can't watch. Things you can't play. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, to be honest, go on, go on. I was gonna say. Uh, where things you can't watch the the new Star Wars movie is going to be on Netflix only in Canada next year. <laughs> really? Yeah. That's interesting. There was some article about it. I don't know. I think it was because it was something with the rights, 
and like the distribution rates for it and all yeah. these like Disney mergers and stuff before the end of 2015 mm. and how because it's different in the US than Canada mm. so Canada somehow managed to get the rights so in 2016 The Force Awakens is going to be on Netflix in Canada well I'm very glad that I'm able to access Canadian Netflix <laughs> Because I will just put it on my TV and it will be rolling constantly. <laughs> yeah, we get American Netflix with the American DNS. Mm. So we have Canadian Netflix on the PS4 and then American Netflix through the TV. Yeah. Um, what was it? I use a, I use a service, uh, was it, it's unblock-us. Oh, yeah. I think it's the one that I use. And it yeah. just lets you select your region once you say it all up. Yeah, I think that's and actually I, the I, one we use. I was terrified of using it to begin with because I had a, a friend who'd been doing like a free DNS thing for a while and he was just telling me all these horror stories of it, you know, just like crapping out on him yeah. or like resetting on him and all that kind of stuff. I was like, I'm not particularly technically minded when it comes to computers. I still think that they run on like magic hamster <laughs> wheels. You know, I Wizards. don't understand like how, how things work in machines. <laughs> so I was terrified of doing it, but I was like, you know what, I I want to do it. It's cheap. Yeah, it's, you know, it's an easy way for me to watch all this stuff, and it saves me having to go around the pirate way because mm -hmm. I'm just lazy. I just want to sit down and put it on my TV. <laughs> I I can't be doing this whole download it onto your computer and then <laughs> transfer it. Yeah. No, you know, tell with that. So I started using this, and I went. I watched. I watched the video of how to do it on their website, and then I read <laughs> the guide of how to do it, and I was like, "This seems really complicated." But when I did it, it was fine. It took like five minutes. Yeah, it's pretty I was easy. Like, I I am a computer man. <laughs> I was waiting for the thing, the achievement, to pop up above <laughs> me. It's like tech expert, fifteen points. Computer skills achieved. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It was good. I mean, to be honest, I think mine's usually just set on uh, the American Netflix. Yeah. The standard, just because I, I think I started watching something. Um, I think it was Parks and Rec I was watching. I was watching that, and it was only on the American one. It wasn't on the British one. And I just sort of left it on that. Because um, the, the weird thing is, is like the, the BBC shows. Mm-hmm. They go on the American one in full, but they don't over here. That's weird. But, like, I was watching Luther, and the British one has got seasons one and two, but the American one has one, two, and three. <laughs> That's strange. I was like, this isn't fair. This yeah. isn't right. You don't even um, get your own stuff. <laughs> yeah, but I was talking to a friend about it, and he was saying, like, yeah, they, they probably make more money from the box sets over here like yeah. the DVD box sets than they do in the States. So that's probably why they've done it that way. Like, yeah, but but still. Yeah. Like, like Luther, come on. <laughs> yeah. It's just, I, you know what? I'm so happy that I'm in a job now where I don't have to explain, like, distribution rights and <laughs> region locking to people. Yeah. It's like a conversation I don't have to have, and it is just wonderful. It's I remember, so like, wonderful. I think it was maybe about, like, ten years ago, I was trying to find the young ones on DVD, because I mm. used to love that show as a kid, and I could only find it in, I guess it's Region 2, is it Region yeah. 2 over there? Yeah, yeah. That's all I could find it in, I was getting so mad, because I'm like, what the fuck, like, 
I don't want. Well, I found it in like one that would play over here, and it was like two hundred dollars or something. And yeah. I'm like, I'm not paying for that. And then now I just thought of like, I could probably just download it now. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's... It's it's like it would be simpler if there was just a, you know, there was just a thing that like combined, you know, like Netflix and Amazon and Hulu mm-hmm. and Yahoo and all those together. Yeah. You just had one account and everything was there. And you could just, you know, watch all your stuff. Yeah. That would be wonderful. But well, we don't live in a wonderful world. <laughs> well, like with us, because we, we pay for the same thing the, um, on the Unblocker. So it's got the American DNS mm. that we use for Netflix and for Hulu. So we have the Samsung Smart TV. So it's got Netflix and Hulu on it. And then if we want to watch Canadian Netflix, we watch it through the PS4. Mm. Because they don't change, we don't have to change the DNS for that one. So yeah. it's like, you know... We'll check American Netflix, and then we'll check through Hulu, and then we'll switch over to the PS4 and check through Canadian Netflix to watch yeah. stuff. And it's such a pain. And it'd be nice yeah. if it was just one service with everything. <laughs> one but streaming service. It is, yeah. Um, it's like Amazon Prime still boggles me. Because I'm not sure if it will run the same over there as it does over here. I mean, I imagine it does, but I'm not 100%. Yeah. But, you know, you get Amazon Prime, and you get the streaming service, and you can watch all of this stuff. But they still charge you to watch things. <laughs> it's like, why are you paying for the yeah, service then? Like, you know, it's like, um, you know, Game of Thrones is on TV over here. Mm-hmm. It's on, I think it's like the day after America. Okay. So, so it's on on the Monday night as opposed to the Sunday night. And it's, you know, it's like Sky, Pay, HBO, a crap load of money to have it. Yeah. So they'll, they'll show it once, and then they'll show it again, like, almost a year later, just before the new series comes <laughs> out. Yeah. And then they'll show, obviously, the next season. But Amazon, I think, have done a deal over here for HBO content. Oh, yeah. So they're the ones that have got all the digital streaming stuff from HBO. Um, but if you want to watch it, like, after it's been on TV, you yeah. still have to pay for it, even though you're a <laughs> prime subscriber. Yeah, that's strange. Yeah, it's like, I've just given you 80 quid. Yeah. Why, why the shit are you screwing me? Yeah, be like... You know, paying for Hulu and then paying for each thing you watch on Hulu. Yeah, I mean, it's like I think they do like a they do it by individual episode, which yeah. is, it's only a couple of quid. It's not a huge amount of money. Yeah, but still. Yeah, you, you're having to pay again, which yeah. is bullshit. And there's some stuff that's like you, if you want to watch it brand new, you have to pay for it. But if you wait a certain amount of time, it will just be free to view. Oh yeah, but. Why? Yeah. Why? Why is that? Why is that their business model? Yeah. Why are you paying for the service to pay for episodes? Yeah. It's like I understand that like Netflix has gone up in price since yeah. I first started using it, but as well as you know getting all these shows and all these movies to show on the service, which is going to cost them, they've started making more and more of their own programming. Yeah. Which thankfully has all been pretty solid. Yeah, it's been pretty good. Um. I think the only one that I didn't watch was uh, what was it Hemlock Grove? Yeah, that's actually pretty good though. Um, it's just I'm, to be honest, I'm not much of like a, a supernatural 
kind of guy. <laughs> I've got I've got to be in like the right mood for it yeah. when I watch it. And if I'm not, I just end up not liking it. So I was like, <laughs> you know, I'll save it until I'm sort of feeling it. Um, but all the others I've watched, and I was like, this is this is all like really good TV. This yeah. is like properly made. You know, it's like everybody who's part of it seems to know what they're doing and knows how to make a good TV show. So I can I can sort of understand them putting their prices up. Because yeah. It's never by much. I think the last time they increased the price, it, it went up a pound. Yeah, so it's, it's a, it goes up very, like, little. Mm. It's not like a big chunk or anything, that's yeah. for sure. It's so, like, if it gets to the point where it's like, you know, it's 20 quid a month, then I'm going to be like, yeah, I'm probably not going to be using <laughs> you. Yeah. Um, because I, you know, I don't, I don't get a huge amount of time to watch TV or movies and stuff. So it's like when I was off a couple of weeks ago, I sat through and I did like three seasons of the American office. Oh, nice. Like all in one week. (laughs) Um, But ever since then, I've watched maybe a third of a season. Like, you know, caught an episode here or like two episodes there. So, it's like, I don't feel too bad if I, you know, don't watch it for, you know, like a week or so. Yeah, exactly. So, it's like, well, I'm, I'm not paying a huge amount of money for it, so it's not too bad. It, it, that was, like, the reason why I stopped playing WoW. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I got I got really guilty if I didn't play it for, like, two days. <laughs> yeah, we stopped paying for it if we're not going to play it for, like, a month or so. Mm. I'll stop um, paying it's like, I know it's easy to just, you know, be like, oh, well, I'm going to pay, I'm, I'm going to get, like, this much time yeah, and play that. And then, I'm, yeah, that's fair enough. But at the time when I was playing, I don't, I don't think the option was there. Yeah. It's so, like, you could either subscribe for the year or get, like, um, is it three-month time cards? Yeah. And over here, they were they were just impossible to find. Yeah, now it's down to, like, monthly. And they actually, I think they changed it now, because at first you couldn't pay through PayPal, but now you can. Yeah. Um, we, we, I think it's one of the reasons why I love playing Marvel Heroes, is the fact that it's free to play, so if I don't pick it up for two months... I don't feel bad. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I've I've played it a bunch the last couple of weeks. I've really gotten back into it, but you know there was um, time over the summer where I'd not touched it for you know at, at least two months, if not three. But I didn't think, oh well, you know, I should really be playing this. <laughs> it's like I, I have sunk a ton of money into that game. I'm not gonna lie, because <laughs> um, I uh, was it last year I bought like, the character season pass for this year. Oh, yeah. Um, and then I bought the, like, team-up character pass for this year. <laughs> so, all in all, I spent, so, like, 120 on it. Oh, wow. Which seems ridiculous, but I was like, this is content that is going to see me through for, you know, 13 to 14 months. Yeah. And it's like, if you buy a character when they come out, it's going to cost you 20 just for that one character. <laughs> so it's like, I may as well like pay a little more and save some money because all these characters, I kind of want to play when they come in. <laughs> yeah. I tried playing, I think it was DC Heroes or some DC one. Oh, on, DCU Online. Yeah, on the PS4. Yeah. And I basically like 
spent about two hours making my character and then I couldn't even really figure out how to play very well. <laughs> and I just yeah, sort of ran around and then like this one person's like, hey, do you want to work together so, you know, we could do stuff and I couldn't figure out how to get the chat box up so I couldn't yeah. even answer them. I'm like, yes, I do, but I don't know how to talk to you. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's, it's sort of clunky. Um, yeah, that was bad. Yeah, uh, I, I played it for a while. I was playing it with Dan uh, from uh, Intercomics for a while. Uh, back when we had our PS3s, and it, it was good fun. You know, it's just it it seems really fiddly. Yeah, it's and not very intuitive. I find no. It's sort of I don't know that you can tell that it's a port from a PC game. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like I was reading uh, last week or the week before an interview with one of the guys from Gazillion who does Marvel Heroes talking about. Uh, like controller compatibility. Yeah, and they're like, you know, it's it's a really big job of having to get, you know, twenty different buttons down onto like a six to eight button pad. Yeah, I imagine so. Yeah. Um. I mean, what was that? I think you've got like seven powers that yeah. you can use on the game. And that's just the powers. Yeah, exactly. So it's like everything else is going to be relegated into a sub-menu somewhere. Mm-hmm. And that's just going to slow the game down altogether. Yeah, yeah no, it was very, but, like, clunky. <laughs> yeah, it's like, personally, I'd rather play with a pad, because I am a pad player. You know, it's, I've, I've been a console gamer the whole time I've been a gamer. I've, I've, very, I've very little PC gaming experience yeah like with the keyboard and the mouse uh so for me i'm more comfortable with the controller but there are certain games that just won't work with it yeah that's definitely one of them (laughs) but then uh, on the flip side i think there's certain games that just don't work without a controller yeah you know i um like the last batman game i couldn't have played that on pc that that would have just broken me I know my husband just takes his Xbox controller and plugs it into the PC. <laughs> Uses it for, like, Assassin's Creed and stuff. Yeah. And he keeps trying to use it for WoW, and I'm like, it doesn't work for WoW. <laughs> what, WoW, the game of a billion buttons. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, it's not going to work on a controller. Yeah. It would be nice, but it won't. <laughs> yeah. do, um, do they still do the um, the WoW keypad? Um. Yeah, you can get, like, uh, customized ones, too. They even have... Um, custom mice for a while and it's got like about eight buttons on the side oh my god it is ridiculous some of them and well because you can you know keybind everything so you can keybind mm-hmm. it to the most buttons i don't know how people play with the keybinds and they just sit there and you know one two you know four whatever i'd actually like yeah. click on the spells when i play yeah uh, I, I was um I, I was a button presser I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I um, did the WASD, but that's about it. Yeah, I um, well, when I first started playing Marvel Heroes, all the powers were assigned to numbers. Oh yeah, and it's so like you're you you only you can only go forward because <laughs> uh, it's like it was set up that you use your mouse for movement, so you'd click where you wanted to go. Oh yeah. And you'd move forward, and if you held the button down, obviously you'd keep moving forward. Um, and then the power buttons were like one to seven, 
I was like, this is just bizarre. <laughs> I'm, I'm used to being able to turn left and right. Yeah. And this this just is crazy. So I ended up mapping all the buttons. <laughs> so it was like WASD and then power buttons around it. So I've got like a little cluster. Oh, yeah. I was like, this is so much simple. Why isn't <laughs> this the default? Yeah. This makes so much more sense. That's strange. Um, so I've got like, you know, a bunch of powers around my fingers and then one <laughs> on the mouse button. Oh, yeah. You know, which to me makes more sense than the way it's set out originally. It's like, how on earth would someone play just using the mouse for everything and then hitting one, two, three, four, whatever? Yeah, that kind of seems backwards. Hmm. It's strange. Yeah. But games are strange. Games yes. are strange and confusing. <laughs> and soon one will consume my life forever. <laughs> a game? Yeah. Well, we have uh, the wonderful Fallout 4 coming. In oh, yes. Yeah. And that, that will be it. That will be my existence. I will spend <laughs> my life building communities and establishing trade routes and, you know, I'll talk to someone eventually when I come up for air and more coffee. <laughs> and they'll be like, oh, well, I finished the main story and I did this, this and this. And I'll be like, I'm still like wandering over this way. <laughs> I've, I've literally done nothing. <laughs> yeah. That's like how I play Sims, where I just build yeah. characters and houses and then barely play the real game. Yeah. And then I usually make my character marry like a rich older man and then I kill him and take his house. <laughs> <laughs> I I remember I think he was I think it, I think it must have been the original Sims that I was playing. Um I built I built a character and I built like a big old house and I ended up getting married. And it, the thing came up eventually for the baby. Yeah. And I was like, "Oh, well, I'll have the baby. <laughs> but I didn't realize that wherever you accept the baby, that's where it lives. <laughs> so I had this giant mansion house and the baby was in the kitchen. <laughs> nice. So th this one night, we're this one night, my couple's asleep in bed, which is the upper, upper floor all the way at the other side. <laughs> and the baby starts crying. So I send one downstairs to go feed the baby. It's like, right, make the baby some food. And then the kitchen catches fire. <laughs> so I send them to put out the fire. I get the other one to try and get the baby out. The fire gets bigger and bigger. <laughs> and eventually social services came and just took my baby. And they didn't even call the fire department for you? <laughs> no, there's no fire department. It just they took my baby. And I was like, I'm not playing The Sims anymore. This, this is just too real now. I can't remember which one it was. It might have been Sims 2. Where if you were the dude and you're looking like a male character and you're looking through a telescope at night, you could get abducted by aliens and get pregnant. And you could actually be like a guy and have like an alien baby. Oh, nice. Yeah, but it's had to be like specifically like looking through your telescope outside at night. And then you'd get like abducted and come back pregnant. <laughs> and you see like the guy actually like get full on pregnant with the big belly and everything. Have the baby. See, that's what I want from sim games. I want <laughs> wackiness. I don't want real life. Yeah, sadness. <laughs> yeah. I've got enough sadness as it is. I don't need it in my games. Mine, I usually would make, like, a big house, and then I'd have, like, my sim invite your friends over, and then I'd, like, do the thing where I put them in the pool, and then I'd take, like, 
the ladder away so they couldn't get out. And then she yeah. just like kind of hang out there and like watch her friends die. <laughs> <laughs> and I made like I made like a murder house once. Yeah. Where I like would trap people in rooms and then take away the door. So there was this whole hallway of just like rooms with people dying in them. <laughs> oh, that... the sad face icon. <laughs> and that's how I play The Sims. I build oh, houses no. and murder people. <laughs> you know what? I'm glad that you don't work in construction. <laughs> You would rooms. you would be Canada's most notorious <laughs> killer. Well, there was was he? I think it was American that H H Holmes guy, and he built like a murder house where he mm. had like all these like weird hidden rooms that he murdered people in. But it's funny because like my son would just sit there and just like hang out and watch them drown in her pool and be like whatever, and wander away. <laughs> or she'd go to leave yeah. and be like, no, you stand here and watch. You watch them die. And then I think it was like they haunt, like would haunt your property and be a ghost, and you could actually mm. like have sex with the ghost and have a ghost baby. Because <laughs> that's how realistic Sims is. <laughs> wow, ghost babies. Yeah. Same as her. Like I just like bust into people's houses and just start relationships with their husband while they're watching. <laughs> Then I married. I'm, them, I'm glad them this is all house. just pre- like pretend. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad this isn't real. Otherwise, I'd be really terrified of being like five thousand miles away from you. <laughs> like any minute now, she could get on a plane and come and abduct me in a murder house. <laughs> exactly. They'd make yeah. people watch. And put you in the murder house, and I make Jack watch. <laughs> He'd probably like that. He'd be like, "Yeah, take that, you fat shit." <laughs> <laughs> if he was here he'd be like oh no no I come and rescue you but really deep down I know he's, he's just waiting <laughs> until he can watch me get horribly slaughtered <laughs> he's just pretending to yeah. be nice <laughs> or um, eaten like that kid in that fun house last week kid got eaten yeah is... it seems I remember seeing this news story <laughs> I, I didn't read it because I was like I don't want to read it but there was um like this abandoned fun house and a guy who'd like kidnapped somebody and was eating them. Oh wow. Inside the fun house. That's crazy. I, yeah, I was like th- this is this <laughs> is far too much insanity for a Monday morning. <laughs> I'm going to put my phone down and I'm going to walk away. There was some guy who'd like been watching like he was marathoning the walking dead and he like tried to kill a friend or killed his friend cuz he thought he was a zombie or some shit. Oh god. And then there was like, I think it was last year in the States, some teenage girl stabbed another girl because they thought like Slenderman wanted them to or some shit. I'm like, Slenderman's not even like real. Uh, it's a completely now, made up thing. I, I, I think I've got a fairly you know, vivid imagination. Yeah, you know, I've, I've had it since, I've, since I was a kid. It's one of those things I've, just, I've always been an imaginative person. And I've always, you know, I've always gone through that thing of like, you know, you watch Star Wars and then afterwards you're like, I wonder what it'd be like to live in Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> and then you just sort of realise that you've passed hours by laying on your bed imagining that you live in Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. Which, you know, which is fine. But mm-hmm. at no point have I ever woken up and been like, this is Star Wars. <laughs> I'm going to start shooting people with like focused beams of light. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> force choking them 
Right. Don't get me wrong, there's plenty of times when I've tried. <laughs> I, I think like, everyone's oh. tried force choking people. <laughs> yeah. Oh, like that bit in Scanners where the dude's head explodes? Yeah. It's yeah. like, if I concentrate really hard, maybe I can just make his mountain top. But I wouldn't turn around and be like, oh, my friend's wearing black today. Clearly he's Vader. I must decapitate him. Yeah. <laughs> he's a zombie. <laughs> yeah, it was like... And I think it was like his friend, too. The guy who like, tried to kill or killed or something. Because mm. he was just marathoning Walking Dead and thought they were a zombie. Mm. I did a marathon of... Like season two, and he was like two thirds of season three. Uh, I caught up one week because I, I was ill. I'd been sent home from work. I got some stomach virus, so they sent me home, and I spent like two days straight just laid on my couch, being ill, watching season two, and then most of season three of The Walking Dead. <laughs> and I was sort of out of it for a lot. You know, I was sort of heavily medicated and just weak and feeble. You know, could barely stand up. And at no point did I think, <laughs> oh, zombies are real. I'm going to kill the next person that comes through the door. Exactly. <laughs> I don't think I made it through. I think I watched about maybe half a season two. And yeah. I was like, this is boring. And I don't want to watch it anymore. Uh, see, I, I liked it early on when it was kind of boring. Because to me, it was, it was like how the, how the comic was. Yeah, you know, it was it was all about the moments in between all the zombie killing. And I was like, this is what I like, like people like dealing with shit. You know, th- this is why I like this series. And then it got to the point where, you know, you've got Rick and Daryl who are the ultimate zombie killing machines. Yeah, they they are basically the Terminator. And you know, ev- everyone is now like an ultra assassin. Yeah, never misses. <laughs> And it's just like I'm just getting kind of bored of this. I haven't even started the new season yet. I've got I've got like three episodes I think recorded, but I've not watched any of it. Like, <laughs> I don't know whether I've got the strength to do it now. I just found it like I guess like that's the whole point of the show is it's about the characters and stuff. But I'm like if I watch a zombie show, I want it to be zombies. I want yeah. I want a zombie sitcom show where it's like <laughs> zombies living their zombie life. That's what I want. <laughs> Something like um, the hell was it the the one where like the dude starts like turning back into like a human that really cheesy horrible movie Warm Bodies I think it oh, was. oh Warm Bodies yeah. yeah yeah the Nicholas Holt one yeah or something yeah. like that where it's just like zombies living their zombie lives that's yeah. what I want to watch but it was just like it's a zombie show there's very little zombies in it and it's just like a show about people surviving like an apocalypse essentially. Yeah. But then it's like, I've always been like a zombies fan from like, you know, years and years ago. And then now it's gotten to the point, well, even like when, by the time Walking Dead came out, where it's just like so oversaturated and everything. Yeah. Where I'm just like, I love zombies, but I just don't even want to watch stuff with zombies anymore. Yeah. Because everything's zombies. And it's like, it's gotten to that point too with Harley Quinn. Mm. Where it's like, been a big Harley Quinn fan since she came out in the cartoon, always read her books. And now it's like, Harley Quinn everything. Yeah, but the thing is, is now it's not just Harley Quinn, it's hooker Harley Quinn. Yeah, exactly. It's like, Harley Quinn's not, in my head, Harley Quinn isn't a sexy character. No. She's a, you know, she, she's a goofball. Wearing That's her, what she is. Her yeah. black and red 
jester's costume. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, she hits people with a giant hammer that probably yeah. squeaks. She doesn't go around the... snapping people's heads off with a thong. With a baseball bat and high heels. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, when I was at Thought Bubble last year, which is like our local con, I bumped into a couple and the girl was dressed as the Bruce Tim Harley Quinn. Oh, yeah. And I just stopped and talked to them for a while. And I was like, can I just say thank you yeah. for doing an actual Harley Quinn cosplay? Exactly. Harley Quinn is Harley Quinn. Yeah. It's like, oh, I'm glad there's someone else who doesn't think like hooker Harley Quinn is good. Yeah. Like, no, she's terrible. Yeah, exactly. I'd, uh, the Suicide, Suicide Squad movie just looks awful. And then there's horrible like Jared Leto Joker. Yeah. Ugh. With his, like, grill and his tattoos. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know what this is. No, it's like, I, I just didn't get it when that trailer dropped and everyone was losing their minds. I watched it and I was like, this trailer has one job. <laughs> the, the trailer for a movie has one job to do and that is to make you interested in the yeah. movie. And it couldn't make me any more disinterested. Yeah, exactly. I was like, I am just bored. This mm-hmm. just looks like a dull-ass movie. Yeah, it looked horrible. And it just makes me sad. <laughs> that that's what we get Harley Quinn in a live action movie and that's what we get. Yeah. They they should just, you know, they should just sort of cancel Harley like Batman and be like, right, Batman can only be done by Bruce Tim. Yeah. And then Batman will go back to being brilliant again. It'd be like we just need to stop making Batman movies because we've taken mm. it too far at this point. Yeah, I've got um I've got a friend who lives down in um Tampa. And he's got a little boy who's uh, he's about five or six, and you know we're always saying like, oh, there's a, you know there's a new uh, Batman animated coming out, yeah, because we're like, oh man, you know, when we were kids, there was like no Batman animated movies. There was like one, which is Mask of the Phantasm, which is brilliant, and we're like, oh, you know, there's a new movie coming out. He's just you know we go look into it, and he's rated fifteen. <laughs> And it's like, yeah, he won't watch that. <laughs> yeah, he, that's not a that's not a movie for him. Yeah, that's the thing. Like the the animated ones are all really good, but then they make horrible live action ones. Yeah, and it makes me sad. Yeah, just, <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm one of those people though who just I just don't care for God Batman. Yeah, I don't want my Batman to be able to do everything to yeah. be able to stand toe to toe with Superman and win. Yeah. Because in all reality, Superman would just punch a hole through his face. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And then be like, right, I'm going to put on the cowl and I'll be Batman now. <laughs> yeah, I'm Batman. <laughs> Superman, like, rushing around Gotham going, Shh, I'm Batman. <laughs> yeah, I'd watch that movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, But it was the same with the Batman-Superman trailer. Oh. I watched that and I was like, I'm just bored. Yeah. This isn't... This isn't exciting at all. This no. is the opposite of exciting. <laughs> yeah. This looks terrible. <laughs> yeah. It's like what, one of the best trailers I saw over the last few years was the it was the very first trailer for Age of Ultron. Yeah. Which had that creepy kids choir singing the song from Pinocchio. Yeah. No strings on me. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, this is incredible. Yeah. Th- this as a trailer is just perfect. Yeah. Because this is doing everything that it needs to do. It's showing you like little little snippets of things, but it's not giving anything away, and it's establishing like a really, really unique tone. And you're like, oh, what the hell is going on here? 
Yeah. You know, because the last thing you saw was like everybody high fiving and eating shawarma at the end of Avengers. (laughs) And you're like, what the shit is this all about? Mm -hmm. And then, you know, it's like we we had nothing for months and we got the next trailer, which wasn't as good because it was basically just like a bunch of action shots. Yeah. But that first one was fantastic. Same as like the the first one for Force Awakens. Oh yeah, we were in the theater for that one. I was just like, oh my god! Mm. And like the Star Wars music starts playing, and you see like Darth Vader's all like mangled corpse face. Yeah, that, that's the thing. It's like that that trailer had very little to do to get people excited. Yeah, it's like, like legit... there's nothing about plot. You had no idea yeah. what the movie's about. It's like the the last one that came out a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. To be honest, I was I watched it. I was like, I don't really like this, but I, I think it was more because I was just like, I just want to see the movie now. Yeah, because it was just another trailer of oh, look at all these mysterious things that we're <laughs> yeah. doing and we're not telling you about yet. I was like, this trailer doesn't need to exist. No, you did the first one, which was like Star Wars has come in. You did the second one. Which just expanded a little, just gave you a few more shots of various things, and basically said Star Wars is coming. And this one was the same. It was like, oh, look at these, you know, look at all these new characters that you yeah. don't know about. There's something going on here. Star Wars is coming. It could have just been basically like a black screen to said Star Wars is coming, and people would be yeah. like, oh my god. To be honest, <laughs> that's all the first trailer needed to be. Yeah, like the, uh, you know, uh, black sky sort of slowly tilt down to reveal a planet and a ship entering from like the the right of the screen and then just go boom star wars next christmas yeah people would have just lost their minds they would have gone holy fuck star wars but then it's also like it's it's exciting but then it's also like everyone remembers phantom menace Mm. so everyone's like that little bit you know on edge like i don't know because that yeah. was really bad. <laughs> yeah, and again, I did the same thing when that trailer came out. Mm-hmm. I was like, shit, new Star Wars. Yeah. I'm going to go see this. And I went to see it. And I remember remember enjoying it in the theater. Um, because it, it was my first new Star Wars yeah. movie in the theater. I mean, I my brother had taken me to see the special editions in oh, like yeah. 97. Yeah. Because he was like, I got to see Star Wars at the cinema you have to go see Star Wars at the cinema. Yeah. And at the time, I loved it. It's like, on, on sort of, like, repeated watchings, it's, like, all the stuff that they added in kind of bugged me. Yeah. But that first time in the cinema, I was like, wow, this is ace. Yeah, it's Star Wars in the theater, like. Yeah. It doesn't get better than that. So, you know, I saw Phantom Menace, and I quite enjoyed it. Um, and I think it was, it was when I watched it on DVD. That was when I was like, actually, I'm... This, this is, it's like, it's the most Star Warsy of the three. Yeah. But it's just, it's not a great movie. And there's, like, so much politics and stuff. Yeah. And then, like, we went to the cinema to see Attack of the Clones. Which I was still like, that's the worst name for a Star Wars movie ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so I saw Attack of the Clones, I came out of it, and I turned to my brother and was like, that was just terrible. And he's like, how so? I was like, well, Hayden Christensen. Yeah, that 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 just killed it for mm-hmm. me, and the the fight with um, Yoda and Count Dooku. Yeah, I was just like, 
oh, why, why can't Yoda just be a puppet again? The yeah. CGI one looks terrible. Mm-hmm. And still to this day, I have not seen all of Revenge of the Sith. I, I'm i not a big fan of it and the fact that it's, like, heartbreaking to watch him, like, murder all the Jedi babies. Mm. <laughs> and, like, Yoda's, like, heartbreaks. And I'm like, no, Yoda's heart's breaking. Yeah. You know, it's like, but I still, I still think that it's a, it's a trilogy that didn't need to be made. No. You know, it's not like we know that Anakin t- turns to the dark side and becomes Darth Vader. We don't need to see how. If they were gonna do a prequel trilogy, then maybe just do the Clone Wars. Yeah. You know, or do. You know, do a time before that, do like the old Republic or something. Yeah. We, we we don't need to see the rise of Darth Vader. All we need to know is that he became Darth Vader. Well, even like, even showing that, like, it doesn't need to be like a whole movie. It could yeah. have been like half an hour and like yeah. a whole, you know, take all the prequels and like jam them into one movie and it would have yeah. worked fine. Yeah. Um, Jack always talks about the supercut. Yeah. The prequels. Or there's like the machete way to watch the the movies too, where you like skip Phantom Menace, I believe. Yeah, but if you skip Phantom Menace, you miss one of the best fights. Yeah. Yeah, it's just... I don't know. The the prequel trilogy, it had some great moments in it. It was just let down by poor storytelling. Yeah. That is really the worst part about it, is that the storytelling is just bland. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's not it's not a good, exciting story. The reason that, you know, A New Hope was so good was it was just, it's a simple story, and mm-hmm. they just told it well. That's well, all they needed to do. And the problem, like, with the three quills, it was just so dragged out for all three movies. Mm. Like, everything was just really dragged and stretched out, and it didn't need to be. It was like, yeah. it felt like filler. Like, they were just trying to fill them. Mm-hmm. But I think that um, like the new one, Force Awakens. Like I think that's why. I think that's like a lot of people. The people who live through the Phantom Menace are like, yeah, I really want to see this movie, but I also remember Jar Jar. Yeah. So like... See, this is the weird thing, though. So, like, obviously, we grew up watching the original trilogy. Mm-hmm. So to us, it's there's the original trilogy, and that's it. Yeah. But like the generation that came after us that grew up with Phantom Menace. Yeah. To them, that's Star Wars, Ugh. you know, and it's Poor like, <laughs> like the like the younger generation, they like Jar Jar Binks. Yeah, you know, so talking talking to Chris about his kid, and he's like, yeah, he he loves Jar Jar Binks. He's just stupid, and he makes him laugh. Yeah, and that's what he's supposed to do. But mm-hmm. all of us have gone into it. It's like, oh man, we're going to go watch a new Star Wars movie, and you know, our comic relief was. R2 and yeah. <laughs> we, we don't need this goofball there. Yeah, exactly. Because um, it's like, I keep seeing that meme everywhere of uh, BB-8. Oh, yeah. And it's all like, you know, it's all like, yeah, you're all excited, but what if he becomes the new Jar Jar? Yeah. I don't you know, like, think d- it will, though. D- d- don't, don't, don't toy with my emotions. Like <laughs> yeah. They, um... I have faith that they're gonna they're gonna make a good movie, but it's like how how good a Star Wars movie is it gonna be? Yeah, you know, with the things that we've seen, it's like well they've got all the right elements there. It's just how they use them. 
you know, it's like I was a big fan of the um, uh, Star Trek movie that he made, the first one. Yeah. Because, um, you know, I watched it, and I was like, you know the best thing about this? Is he's made, like, a good, like, action-adventure movie, which is just sprinkled with all these little Star Trek references. Yeah. So, there's stuff in there to appease the old fans, but at the core of it, it's just, it's just a good, fun space movie. Yeah, exactly. The Like, the problem I felt with Into Darkness was the fact that they'd not they'd not progressed from that. They just sort of tried to do the same. Mm-hmm. And that's what really let it down for me. I was like, well, it's just, it's the same as the first one. It's just got a few extra characters in it. Yeah, basically, there, there, yeah. There isn't anything unique about this movie. You know, it's just, it's just like a by-the-numbers sequel. That I think that's what was wrong with it. It's like, I don't think it's a bad movie. It's fairly enjoyable. But, if you want an enjoyable Star Trek movie, you could just watch Star Trek. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it's like I'm, I'm, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that Force Awakens is going to be the Star Wars movie that I've been waiting for. I hope but, so. Like you said, there's that bit at the back of my yeah. mind. <laughs> You've done all this before, Matthew. Yeah. Got your hopes up, and then it's just been pinned to the floor, and stuff's been done to it. Well, it, some it looks creepy old bearded man. It looks like it could have a pretty good story, mm. like from the looks of it. But I think that's the other thing too. Like, there's not really, we don't really know what the story is. Mm. They don't really say what the story is. There's just like, here's all this cool, you know, new Star Wars stuff, and then like, here's all the Star Wars people that you love, new Star Wars. Mm. Like, it doesn't really say what the story is or what the plot is or what's going on. I mean, yeah. it looks like it has a good story. And that's what I kind of hoping for, and it's not just mm. one of those ones where it's just half story and half action sequences yeah. for an hour. Um, I mean, but to be perfectly honest, I'm quite happy for that. Uh, the thing that's bugged me the most about Episode Seven so far is all the fan speculation. Yeah, there was a guy I used to work with who, you know, he was getting really excited for it because it's like Star Wars is his thing. And I was like, you're going through all the stuff that I went through. A few years ago when like the Marvel Cinematic Universe was kicking off. Yeah. And I just I can't get I can't get excited about it and go through all that speculation again because I've done it. Yeah. <laughs> now I just want to, you know, I'm, I'm not I'm not to say that it doesn't still happen in the Marvel because it does like constantly. Mm-hmm. You know, you talk to people and they're just like, oh, what about this? And what about this? And what about this? Like, just wait for the fucking movie. Yeah. You know, it's like. I don't. I don't give a shit whether Jason of Spartax is going to be Peter Quill's dad in Guardians Two. I just want Guardians Two to be a good movie. Yeah. That that's all I want. The rest of it I can ignore. You know, I've got I've got the comic books to keep me going until that movie shows up. But I think maybe that's just the thing. It's sort of like you know, every week I'm getting new comics with these yeah. characters and for a lot of people they're not they're just getting like one movie every couple of years is that whole like gossip magazine mentality <laughs> yeah. you know it's so like oh well, th- this celebrity is wearing some ugg boots clearly a relationship is failing <laughs> how why and also who gives a shit <laughs> yeah exactly it's not your relationship it's someone that you've never met 
I've said it before, <laughs> and I'll say it again. People basically ruin everything. <laughs> yeah. People, am I right? <laughs> you know, it's, it's we live in a wonderful time where, you know, information is readily available, and you can communicate, like, instantly with people across the planet and share thoughts and ideas and all that kind of stuff. But people just use it to either bitch or start rumors. Yeah, that's all that seems to happen with the internet now. <laughs> and the best is the quote from uh, IT Crowd, where he's like, "People, what a bunch of bastards!" <laughs> <laughs> that is that is precisely true. That is, that is hammer meets nail. Exactly. Yeah, it's. Oh, I don't know. I just. I just don't get it. I'm, I'm the kind of guy that it's like, you know, I, wor- I worry about the big shit that's important to me. Yeah. You know, like myself and my family and my friends. But everything else <laughs> is l- literally disposable. Mm-hmm. Everything else, it's like it could be a problem, but there are ways around it. Yeah. You know, not everything is the end of the world. Yeah. You know, and th- I think that's what bugs me about people is that you know, in my in my old job, I get people coming in and they'd ask for a movie, and you'd be like, "Oh, sorry, we're out of stock." And then you just see them like mumbling and cursing as they leave the store, like I'd you know threatened to murder their child. It's <laughs> yeah. like, look, it's not that big a deal, but <laughs> yeah. this movie isn't in stock. That that we live in an age where you can literally get it anywhere. Yeah. But because you've been inconvenienced and now you're going to have to go do that, <laughs> which you don't do because you just sort of complain and blame the guy in the store. Yep. But because you've been in- inconvenienced to go do that, your life is now worthless. Yeah, exactly. It's like, well, I got news for you, Buster. Your life was already worthless. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the club, my friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not going to be any worse because of a movie not being available. <laughs> no, it's like I, I, I got a little bummed out the other week when I heard that uh, the Captain Marvel movie was being pushed back. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm a, I'm a big Carol Danvers fan. Yeah, I, I loved her transition to now be Captain Marvel. I, th- I think it's been great that she's Captain Marvel. The, the two have fit perfectly well, and Kelly Sue DeConnick has done a great job on that book. You know, I was I was bummed out when she left, but I totally understood and respected why she was leaving the book. But you know, just because that movie's been pa- pushed back another year, I'm not sort of sitting around in my room <laughs> cutting myself. I was like, well, it's kind of shitty, but you know what? I get a new Captain Marvel book every month, yeah. so I can't be that sad. Yeah, well, and it's like it's eventually going to be out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, it's cancelled like, it. It, it, it was sort of like a weird day that day because they were like, oh, well, we've got good news, bad news. Yeah. You know, we're uh, pushing Captain Marvel back, but the Ant-Man movie is going to be Ant-Man and the Wasp. And I was like, yeah, the Wasp. <laughs> like, you know, let, let's go see that. That's going to be badass. Yeah. But then at the same time, I was like, oh, but I kind of want to see Captain Marvel. <laughs> but again, it's not it's not the end of the world just because I'm going to have to wait an extra year. I would rather wait an extra year and get a movie that I love. Yeah, exactly. Than have a movie get rushed out and then me go see it and be like, how do I get my money back for this? Yeah. yeah. Can I sue the cinema or the <laughs> company? Yeah. <sighs> You 
You're very ranty today. Yeah. I guess that's just, Tuesdays. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just I'm I'm tired today. So I've had, I've had a real long week. Uh, I'm, just, I'm just letting it all come out. <laughs> and 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 thankfully, you're now my online therapist. <laughs> so tell me about your feelings. <laughs> well, my feelings is yeah. <laughs> Everything's black, and I think about death a lot. <laughs> yeah. so and there's this weird on. clown that's stalking me. <laughs> um, there was something I think it was, I think it was in England last year. It might have been in the states, but it was like how there was this weird person dressed up as a clown that was just like hanging out on the streets at night. Uh, the, there's a couple over here, actually. I think the yeah. first one I knew of oh, was the um, Northampton clown. Yeah. Which everyone said was Alan Moore, because Alan Moore lives in Northampton, <laughs> um, and he was just this really horrible-looking clown. He was just sort of like miserable-looking, just stood out on the street, yeah. like not doing anything, just stood on the street. It's like occasionally so like, hold like some balloons. Yeah, it's weird. You know, yeah. it's, it's like I'm never ever going to Northampton <laughs> because you know the clown will eat me. Yeah, <laughs> um, but I've I've heard about another one recently somewhere else in England, uh, which is the same thing. But this this clown has been like jumping out and scaring people and stuff. Yeah, see, I think it's more creepy when they just kind of stand there. Yeah. Oh, definitely. <laughs> it's more disturbing where you're like just driving down the road at night and there's this clown just chilling on the corner. Mm. Be like, nope. <laughs> yeah. It's like that. That's what's sort of creepy about Slenderman. Yeah. To go back to Slenderman. It's. You know, the thing that's creepy is you see these pictures and you just see the shape in the background yeah. and you're like, that's unnerving. I love how Slenderman became a thing from the internet. I think that is, like, yeah. so cool and awesome. And I don't think there's a, really been any other ones that have, like, gone from being a made-up thing on the internet to, like, pop culture myth kind of thing. No. Like, it's just so crazy that it was on, you know, that website and then people were just making up shit and then mm. someone made up Slenderman and then it turned into a whole big thing yeah and then and I'm sure now that there's like a movie called Slenderman and he's shown up in like a bunch of video games yeah. and well there's a whole Slenderman video game by itself oh it's the one that's just Slenderman yeah you're like it... running through the woods trying to collect pages and like Slenderman's chasing you no, I don't want that game. <laughs> it's like, uh, and you like hear like the music and like the screen will get all like fuzzy and then like Slenderman will sneak up on you. I've seen the guys from Rooster Teeth were playing it and they're getting pretty freaked out. <laughs> um, oh, what was it? I think it was um, the Outcast that was on the PS4 yeah. around about launch. Yeah. Uh, there's a guy I used to work with who he recorded some gameplay footage of him playing it. And it was just the screen, like just a screen capture of it. Yeah. And it was about 10 minutes long, this video. And I think he was early on in the game and he's in the hospital and he's like walking through like the communal area, like the TV room. And there's a bunch of patients like all slumped in chairs, like drugged out their minds. And then he sort of like, he walks around them, but he keeps looking at them. So he like strafes around them <laughs> until he gets it around the, like the, the side of the wall. And he ends up in this long corridor and he starts walking down this corridor and he notices that there's a guy like strapped to like an upright gurney. And he just, he's like, 
no, I ain't going that way, and just sort of backs away and goes down another way into like a, a tiny little office, and there's nothing in the office. So he goes back down the corridor, and he has to go past this guy, and he's like hugging the wall, and <laughs> strafing past him. Nothing happens. This guy's still just like you know tied to a gurney, you know, just again just drugged out of his mind. Yeah. But it was the most intense ten minutes of a game I've ever played. <laughs> I was just, I was like, no, I'm never going to play this game. This, this game is terrifying and nothing is happening. <laughs> yeah. It's just yeah. creepy. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's what makes for good good horror movies mm-hmm. or the horror games or whatever. It's the, it's the suspense of it all. That's um, why, like, I loved Blur Witch where other people hate it, but I love yeah. the fact that you never see what it is. Yeah. It's like, they're in the tent and the tent's getting attacked and you hear, like, baby's crying and little kids mm. laughing and it's like you never see that so it's just your brain thinking of like yeah. the most horrible thing you can think of mm. um one that i really liked over the last couple of years was the woman in black movie yes. the first one that was really good now when i watched it i knew i knew sort of like when the scares were coming and i knew sort of you know kind of what it was going to be Mm-hmm. It, it was sort of it was pretty formulaic as a horror movie goes, yeah. but the way that they built tension, even when the scare came, that you knew that what was coming, I still yeah. jumped in the cinema. Yeah, you know, I, it's like the the camera would push into a room, and you're looking at the corners. Yeah, exactly. You're looking everywhere you're looking to try it. and find something, yeah. and that to me is the sign of a good horror movie. Yeah, uh, one of my favorite horror moments ever is in uh, Pumpkinhead. Mm-hmm. Where there's like, oh, they're all stood around in the cabin, like, oh, yeah. arguing about <laughs> yeah. what they're gonna do, and they're like, oh, you know, we 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 <laughs> ran over that kid. We need to get out of here. And it's like, no, we should go apologize to the man and all that shit. And one goes into the kitchen to the fridge to get out a beer, and as they're walking back to the rest of them, you just see Pumpkinhead <laughs> shadow yeah. outside. Yeah, that that creeps the shit mm-hmm. out of me as a kid. But even now. It, it's daytime currently, and I'm still looking out the window <laughs> for some kind of weird monster shadow. Yeah, that's how much that 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 little shot affected me. That's why, like, with when I was a kid, for me, it was it the movie. It was like the only movie, and I used to be like huge horror movie fan when I was a kid too. Yeah. The only one that's ever given me nightmares was it, and I think it was just like the creepy clown factor. Yeah, and that's why, like. When they talked about remaking it, there's all these people like, oh, it's awesome, they're going to remake it. And I was like, no, because it's going to be all CGI and horrible and stupid. And the whole reason it was scary, because it was just Tim Curry with his makeup done. And that's why it was awesome. And, you know, with any remakes they're going to do, it's going to be CGI, because they're not going to bother doing makeup and stuff. It was responsible for my uh, body odor problem when I was nine. (laughs) Uh, because I refused to get in the shower after <laughs> seeing it. The sequence where he comes out of the drain. Yep. I was like, nope, not going to happen. Yeah. And then when I, when, I, when I was finally convinced to get back into the shower, <laughs> I kept my foot on top of the drain. <laughs> I was like, right, if anything starts moving, I'm going to feel it and I can jump out of the shower real quick. <laughs> I actually actually have nightmares where I was like looking out my window as a kid like with the blinds closed and just seeing like... Pennywise waving as a shadow form. <laughs> I had several of those nightmares as a child. Ugh. I was the only one, I think. Like it's, it's hard to find good 
just scary movies now. Like, my mm. husband and I always have that debate where it's all gore and, like, jump scare movies. Yeah. And there's no, like, just good, scary movies. Yeah. I, I used to have this conversation a lot in my old job when people would be like, what's a good horror movie? And I just used to be straight with them. It's like, there isn't one. Yeah. <laughs> there, there isn't a new one. I mean, no. um, a friend of mine told me, like, last year, he's like, oh, go check out The Babadook. That's pretty good. Yeah, I started watching that, and I got about 10 minutes in, and I was like, I have no interest in this. Yeah. Uh, and then earlier in the year, he was like, oh, I watched It Follows. That was really good. But I've, I've not gotten round to them, because I'm terrible for watching things. I heard It Follows is actually supposed to be, like, a good, scary movie. Yeah, he was saying, like, it's ba- basically it's more of, like, a 70s thriller yeah. than, like, a horror movie, but it's got, like, a real, real old like old-fashioned vibe to it where it's it is all about like suspense and what you're not seeing yeah um but people used to come in and be like oh what's a good one and be like there aren't any no why well horror cinema is the most oversaturated of all cinema markets yeah there is there is literally a new horror movie being released every week oh yeah and that's only like from the big distributors that we got I'm pretty certain that you could go online. I, there was a, a a thing on Vine that I saw last week. There's a you know like a a collection of stuff that are just like Vine horror movies. Yeah, <laughs> you know, um, some some of them I didn't understand because they were just like be a shot of the like a woodland, like a still shot, mm-hmm. but they'd have like um like an animated grain effect over the top. <laughs> And then there'd be some creepy music. Like, this isn't. That's not anything. Yeah, that's nothing. And then, then yeah, there's a bunch that was just like you know, someone sticking their head out from behind a corner with a horrible mask on. Yeah. And it's like yeah, there's no real like scare, but you can't you can't terrify someone in like a short setting. No, it has um, to build to it. Yeah, it's like horror's all about the suspense mm-hmm. and. You can't just you can't just make someone uneasy and then scare them yeah. in you know six seconds. You can you can maybe give them a jump, but that's not that's not fear. That's no. just a natural reaction. Yeah, that's yeah. why I hate like all the just like the jump scare ones where there's just ooh you're startled. Like, well, mm. that last two seconds and that's it. Yeah. Um. I I, I honestly can't remember the last like really good horror the one that like affected me really good was um i know mothman still creeps me out yeah i I think there's a few that have sort of you know like you know made me curl my toes a little (laughs) just like that's that's sort of uncomfortable but (laughs) i can't remember the last one that like genuinely just like messed with my head yeah i can't watch alien movies alien movies bother me like what anything we... with people getting like abducted or like real aliens, yeah. Because I believe in aliens, so that shit bothers me. <laughs> well, yeah, that's fine. I was talking to, uh, a couple of weeks ago about um, just going back to like Captain Marvel and seeing how that they were going to have the biggest trouble with that selling it as a movie because it's it's, it's like going to be a space movie with aliens yeah. in it. And there's certain people you talk to, and you'd be like, oh, watch this movie, it's really good. 
and you'll tell them that it's got aliens in it. It's like, no, not interested. Don't <laughs> d- don't like aliens. They're boring. You know, just like you know, there's some people who say like, oh, this is a vampire movie. Like, no, not bothered with vampires. Yeah. They're shit. So, yeah, it's like it's like real aliens that I don't like, like mm. people getting abducted. Like I kind of like space movies and stuff and sci-fi. Mm. They when it's one like signs or you know the fourth kind and shit yeah i'm like no that's okay i don't need nightmares of being abducted by aliens tonight (laughs) i remember the first time i watched signs and i thought that was just creepy as shit yeah just um like the news footage and stuff where it's like right on the street the kid's birthday and and i'm like no (laughs) the um what was it the the one where it's just stood on the roof of the building yeah when he looks out the window like, we had to go back and like freeze frame it so I was like did I see something there yeah. and I saw it and just saw this silhouette and it was you know this is like pre-Slenderman days yeah. I was like this is just like a slender figure stood over there Yep. what the fuck is going on um, but yeah it, it's like I, I would really love it if there was like a resurgence of good like genuinely frightening horror movies yeah but horror is one of those things that is like completely um, subjective. Yeah, it's like every single person is frightened by something different. It's not like comedy where you know you could you could like you could have a slapstick scene, and even people that don't really like slapstick stuff could still kind of chuckle at it. Yeah. You can't really have like a suspenseful movie with someone that's not bothered by suspense. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, because there's people out there that they only want to be jump scared. Well, the problem with horror too is probably just a lot easier to make gore. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's definitely. like the easy cop out to just do it and be like, "Look, we made you know Saw '85," mm. and people will go watch it because it's just easy gore. Yeah. It's harder to make like an actual story and write mm. a good script. Yeah, it's, it's like that. That was the whole problem with me for uh, Hostel. Yeah. Um, yeah, I saw. I think I saw the first one in the cinema, and I came out of it and just turned to my friend. And I was like, "Well, that was uncomfortable." Yeah. <laughs> so like, it wasn't. It wasn't a horror movie. It was just. It, it was just gore porn. That's all it was. Yeah. It's just people who like to see really twisted things. Like, yeah. I remember a guy coming in the shop and he's sort of like, "Oh, I like really sick stuff." Yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, maybe there's something wrong with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because it's, I, I can't can't think of any person that I know that derives any kind of pleasure by beating like pleasure by seeing someone physically in pain. Yeah. You know, or like an animal physically in pain. Yeah, exactly. The what was it the the last Wolverine movie? The scene with the bear near the beginning. Yeah. I was like, you know, this is a comic book movie. It's supposed to be sort of kind of lighthearted and full of fight scenes and stuff. This is really upsetting. Yeah. It's like, I know this is a CGI bear, but this is just killing me. Yeah, I can't watch I, anything with, like, animals like that. Ugh. I can't I can't sit and watch this. This is this is just terrible. Oh, uh, like in uh, I Am Legend when he has to, like, kill his dog. Yeah, exactly. And I'm just That's... like, ugh. <laughs> I spent the rest of that movie watching it through teary eyes. Yeah. <laughs> I was the, like, the, what the, the hell is this? The new Jurassic World when, like, the Brontosaurus is dying. <laughs> Fucking bald like yeah, a baby. Oh. <laughs> CGI that. dinosaur. <laughs> mm, I watched that again a couple of nights ago. And 
I'd forgotten just how hard that scene was. Oh, I know. It's horrible. Because it's, I, it's like I saw it in the cinema and I was just, I was pumped up because it was a new Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I just, yeah, I, ju- I just want like big dinosaur fun. Yeah. And for me, it was. A lot of people have been like, oh, shit. I love it. I was like, it. no, it's just, it's a good, dumb movie. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the epitome of what a popcorn movie should be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but I watched it again the other night, and I was just like, "Oh my god, this is all these dinosaurs!" I know. It's like, th- th- this is after like clapping like an idiot at the uh, kids riding the baby triceratops, yeah, <laughs> and th- just being really jealous. And it's like you kids don't know how good you've got it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and then you get to that sequence. It's just like this is just this is just soul destroying. This yeah, is. pretty this much. This is just. <laughs> This, this is just horrible in every sense of the word. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like it's a good job that Chris Pratt's flexing his burly biceps. <laughs> otherwise, I'd not be able to do this anymore. Yeah, exactly. It's a little bit distracting for you. Yeah, <laughs> from the horrible uh, dinosaur dying. <laughs> yeah. What can I say? He's a he's a handsome, charming man. <laughs> yeah, and thankfully he's got a he's got a son with an actual proper name. Yeah, not some yeah. weird Hollywood made up name. Yeah. That we we keep getting there is a huge number of girls where I live, white girls that over the last few years have all been born and named Ebony, <laughs> and it makes me laugh Why? and and infuriates me at the same time. That is strange. Yeah, my favorite was I I was stood in a store I was in line waiting to get something just just like the corner store I can't remember what I was buying. It's like bread and milk, probably. <laughs> and there's a woman in a pushchair. Like, a woman with a pushchair. Mm-hmm. And her toddler's running around. And she's calling her over to get back into the pushchair. And her daughter is named Destiny. Oh, my God. I was like, why don't you just slap some high heels on her now? Yeah. And just, you know, <laughs> just send her to work dancing. Because that's what she's going to do. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there is a time and place for, you know, having a silly name. And life isn't one of those times. Yeah, I never understood, like, you, you think it's funny now or cute now is when they're a little child. But they have to live with that name for their whole life. They have to yeah. be an adult and get a job, you know, and work somewhere with that name. Yeah. Like, you need to take that into consideration. And not name your child Apple. There's, <laughs> um, there's a good uh, Alan Carr joke that I always remember. Um, when he, he's talking about um, he, he's talking about like you know single mothers, but he's talking about like scumbag single mothers. <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me. And he's talking about um, he's like you know our kids have got such weird names now. He's, you know, there's like there's like Levi yeah. and um, Crystal. And he's like, you know, I'm, I'm pretty certain one's just going to come along one day and their name is going to be, mm, dunno. <laughs> it's like, no, it's true. Yeah. There will be somebody who's dumb enough to name their kid that. Oh, like after, like, Game of Thrones and there's all these babies named Khaleesi. Oh, yeah. And it's like, oh, my God. You know, it's like, I, I've joked for a good number of years now saying, like, you know, oh, well, if I ever have a son, I'm going to name him Batman. <laughs> which, which I say is a joke because I know that if there's ever a woman that you know lets me put my seed in her, she's not gonna let me get away with calling my kid Batman. No, 
<laughs> she'd be like, do you ever want to see this child? Then you need to quit that shit. You might be able to get away with Bruce. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. You know. <laughs> if she doesn't catch um, on. <laughs> yeah. But I'm, I'm, I'm horrible when it comes to baby naming. Because I will just say the first thing that comes to mind. <laughs> or pick, like, the purposefully antiquated name. <laughs> just to, you know, just to mess with them. That's what I would pick. I'd be like, Mabel. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, yeah. Like... you know what name doesn't get heard a lot? Enid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Enid. Um, one of my friends told me a couple of months ago, actually, that her uh, one of her uncles was called Enoch. <laughs> I was like, uh, no, sorry, not Enoch, Enos. How weird. Enos. I was like, <laughs> wait a minute. So was he the man called Enos? <laughs> and she's like, what? So I started telling her the limerick and she's like, you know what? Just stop. <laughs> this is my uncle you're talking about. <laughs> and then a couple of days later, she's like, oh, yeah, I talked to my mom about Uncle Enos. I was like, yeah. It's like, yeah, they said that to him all the time. <laughs> I was like, so I was right. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. There's just I know, I know that there's like a a stigma attached to it. So like you know, it's a child is something that you've made with the person that you love, and you kind of want to put your stamp on it. Yeah. But at the same time, if you're calling your kid, you know, Nike Jordans, <laughs> yeah. then just don't. There's a couple of people up the street from me who have kids who are called Jensen and Macaulay. Oh, my God. And I was like, why did you give them such horrible names? <laughs> terrible. Yeah, why did you do it? Yeah. Just, no, just give them proper names. My, uh, my friend's sister wanted to name her daughter, or wanted to call her daughter Finn, so she named her Finola. So she could call her Finn for short. I'm like, why wouldn't you just name her Finn? Why would you name your child Finola? That that kid is gonna get beat up so much. Finola, yeah. like that. No, just if you want to call your kid Finn, name them Finn. Yeah. Don't name them something else. Yeah, it's like I know uh, a couple of girls who were called Charlotte and didn't like being called Charlotte. So they, you know, they changed it and they were like everyone knew them as Charlie. <laughs> and I was like, you know, it's fine. It's yeah. their, it's their thing. You know, the, the, to be honest, I'm not a huge fan of Matthew, but I'm too lazy to change it. <laughs> you go by Dick. Yeah, I, I've said this <laughs> to everyone when I've ever met them, and they found out that my middle name is Richard. I was like, you can call me Dick if you want, because <laughs> I, I was given the name after my uncle Richard, who we all call Dick. Whenever he lives in Canada, and whenever we come, you know, whenever he comes over, or whenever we're talking about him, mm -hmm. we're always talking about Dick. <laughs> and it's just that that's his name that's what yeah. everyone has called him for you know like 60 years so it's not like a big thing but no one seems to want to say it now <laughs> even like my closest friends I was like you can call me dick if you want and I'm not gonna get annoyed by it you know I'd kind of like it I, I, have a, I have a plan in place to uh, write a series of uh, ladies stroke books <laughs> Um, it's a polite way of putting it. Yeah, and I think I'm gonna I'm gonna use the pseudonym uh, Dick Powers. Nice. Or um, 
dick thrusts. <laughs> dick thrusts. Dick thrusts. <laughs> uh, you know, so it's, it's something with dick in it, and it's just going to be a series of, uh, you know, ladies' quiet <laughs> contemplation reading. Um, you know, it's like, you know, the, I went there, when Fifty Shades came out, when that got released, there was this huge stigma about it. It's like, oh, you can't yeah. read that because it's porn. Yeah. It's like, first of all, it ain't porn. No. It's, you know, it's unreadable. That's what it is. But it ain't <laughs> porn. But second of all, what what is actually so bad about, you know, have, having a book which has erotic content? It's the same as, you know, watching a movie or a yeah. TV show or whatever. It's like, you know, these are probably the people who complained about uh, Fifty Shades of Grey that love Game of Thrones. Yeah. They're like, oh, so you're not again seeing like floppy cock every week? Yeah, exactly. But you don't like the idea that there's pornography on the shelves. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like the best thing about that book was it got people to read. Yeah. The, the only <laughs> problem is, is that it was a terrible book. I've yeah, never it, read it. It, it was. It just, I, I read a part of it <laughs> at work because we got it in, and we were selling it cheap. Yeah. And people were going nuts for it. It's like we couldn't keep it in. So one day when we had some, I just I opened it up at a random page and just started reading it. And I was like, this is like this is like high school level English assignment. Yeah. You know, it's like it is so basic and so simple. And it's full of errors. But somehow it's become the biggest thing in the world. But I think that's just it. It was because it was so easy to read. That's yeah. why people loved it. Well, and was it? It started out as like Twilight fan fiction. Th- that's what I was told. Yeah, Which is Twilight so bizarre fiction. to think of that. That started out as Twilight fan fiction. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, people. People. <laughs> Oh, people! What, what a bunch stop. of bastards! Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm not against anyone, you know, having some nice alone time because you know they're not hurting anybody. <laughs> you know, they're, they're they're literally doing nothing wrong, but at least do it to something good. <laughs> yeah, you know, at least you know, like Chris Pratt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I quite happily knock one out to Parks and Rec because Parks and Rec <laughs> is a good show. It is. I gotta yeah. catch back up on it. I stopped around season two, I think, on Hulu. I gotta get back in it. Yeah. I um I'll be honest, I've about four episodes left in the final season and I can't bring myself to watch it. <laughs> because I don't want it to end. Yeah. Because once I've watched the final season, that's it, it's over. There isn't any more. And I still like living in a world where there's new parks and rec for me to watch. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah. Uh, people. <laughs> exactly. People are bastards. They are. Yeah. I'm going to watch IT Crowd again. I've been jonesing for Flight of the Concords recently. Oh, that was so good. You still love um, that show. <laughs> a friend of mine got me started on uh, Rick and Morty. Oh, yeah. And I watched the episode that has uh, Jermaine in it. I love Jermaine. Is the, is, the, is the gas cloud. <laughs> yeah. And then I spent like the rest of the day singing Leggy Blonde. <laughs> I was just like, man, I really need to go back and watch Fly the Concords. I love it. I loved it because yeah. when it was on, at, where I worked, there actually was a guy from New Zealand. Mm. And he loved it. And it was just like so hilarious. And especially the one episode where they thought that Brett was dead. And they're like, he maybe did. 
<laughs> what did he maybe do? I fucking love that part so much. Yeah. <laughs> maybe he yeah. did. Maybe he did it. What did he maybe do? <laughs> oh, and then like yeah. we were sitting there at work one day, and we found this website that like it was like a pronunciation guide for New Zealand, so it like had yeah. the word and it'd say it. And apparently, bear and beer are exactly the same. And I asked the guy at work, and I was like, "How come?" bear and beer like pronounced the same when she get confused and he's like we don't have bears in New Zealand <laughs> and I'm like it's a good answer yeah there we go so you're just always talking about beer yeah <laughs> Fly the Concords was good I recently started yeah. watching um Broad City which is oh, kind yeah. of like work well because I was watching Workaholics and then I was missing Workaholics and then someone suggested Broad City and I started watching that and that was actually really good but the same problem where it's like I sit there and marathon stuff and then I burn through it so quickly. I yeah, that, watch now. <laughs> that's the that's the one downside to you know video on demand stuff yeah. is the fact that it's just completely eliminated the schedule. Yeah, you can you know you can sit at home and watch an entire season or something one day. Yeah, and that's that's all you do. I did that last year with Game of Thrones. I watched the whole season in one yeah. day. Said they did nothing for ten hours, but watched Game of Thrones. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's no weirder than uh, Lost parties. People yeah. used to throw. Yeah, my, um, I know my brother used to save up Lost, and he and his fiance would do like a big marathon of it over the weekend. <laughs> um, but again, it's fine. You're not hurting anybody. No, you should be entitled to it. It's just, you know. Literally, all you're doing is just forgetting the um, forgetting the lessons about uh, delaying gratitude. Yeah, <laughs> we should have had that Tom Hiddleston Sesame Street episode when we were kids. Yes, because <laughs> yeah. we spent so many years going, "Oh, I want the next episode. I want the next episode," and having to wait seven whole days for yeah. it. Now we don't have to do that. So now it's, I want the next season, I want the next season. I know. Well, that's, like, so hard, too, because we sit there and we'll, like, you know, burn through stuff so quick and just marathon a show and watch, you know, a whole season in a week kind of thing. Mm. And then it's like, well, what do we watch now? And then, like, try yeah. to find a new show now. Or, like, yeah. we watch it all and it's the show that's still on, so then we watch, you know, the first two or three seasons get caught up and then now we're back to waiting again. Mm. And that's the problem. No, I... I... I what I try to do is I try to fill the gaps with stuff that I missed, like uh, it, the gaps between Parks and Rec. I did Thirty Rock. Oh yeah, because I didn't I didn't get to see Thirty Rock when it was on. Um, the like the gaps between um, is it all the, like all the stuff that I've been watching that's on TV now, like you know. Uh, Game of Thrones, Walking Dead, Arrow, all that shit. Uh, this year it's been The Office. So it's like, right, I'm working my way through The Office and I'll have like a mad spurt. So I think I watched like the first season or two at the beginning of the year. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, I had a little time off it and then went and did a couple more seasons and just sort of worked my way through that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's always good to have... It's always, it's always good to have, like, a backup show. Yeah. Um, but it's always nice to find one that's, you know, that is done, that is complete. Yeah. Because um, I was a big Sons of Anarchy fan when that started. And I think it was at the end of the third season, uh, I moved house that year. And I just, I didn't get around to watching four. 
And I was like, right, I'll catch up with that. Yeah. And then I didn't. And then five came out. It's like, oh, I've got two to catch. <laughs> and it's like, oh shit, the seventh one's coming. <laughs> so the next time I need something to fill the gap, I'm like, well, I've always got the rest of Sons of Anarchy. Yeah. Um, I'm still getting people telling me that I should be watching American Horror Story, which I never saw. We watched the first season, part of the second season, and then it got dumb. I didn't watch the third season. I actually just started watching the Freak Show one because I was super excited about the Freak Show one. Yeah. I started watching that. Um, well, this is something else. It's like people still keep telling me to watch Supernatural. Um, but like the ones that I've seen, I'm like, I don't care about this. <laughs> you know, so like it's just, it's just not doing anything for me at all. Yeah. Yeah, and selling it to me on the fact that there's two beautiful men in it isn't really <laughs> doing it for me because I don't agree. Yeah. I watch it for Dean and his car. Yeah, again, it's like you know the car gets so much play. That is a sweet car, but I'm not just going to watch a TV show for a car. <laughs> I did that when I was a kid. It was called Night Rider. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then when I went through the motorcycle phase, I watched Street Hawk. Nice. Yeah, uh, you know it's there's just so many because there's never enough time no. to watch all of these things when you come out, especially if you work. Yeah, if you don't work, then it's fine because your life can just be wake up, watch TV shows, and then break it up with meals. Well, that's what I'm doing since I had time off. I'm like in between jobs, I might as well catch up on stuff, and that's why I watched like all of two seasons of Broad City and started getting yeah. caught up on other stuff. And keep saying to myself, I'm going to watch Train Spotting today, and then I always forget to. <laughs> uh, I, I, I've been planning to do my Star Wars rewatch for about 11 months now. <laughs> um, I was like, you know, oh, I'm, I'm going to watch Star Wars. And this time, I'm going to watch the prequel trilogy as well. I'm going to watch all six of them. I'm going to do it. <laughs> Finally going to get around to watching Revenge of the Sith. And then I don't. <laughs> um... Oh, what did what did I buy? Um, Birdman. Oh yeah. Birdman came out. I bought it. I was so excited for it. Saw it in the cinema and loved it. And then I bought it, and it still sat in the cellophane at the side of my TV. And it <laughs> came out. Was it August, September time? Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's just it's still there. I haven't watched it. Oh, I downloaded Ant Man last week, and we still have to get around to watching it. Yeah. You have to let me know what you think. So I, I thought Ant Man was a lot of fun. I thought I've, it was just really enjoyable. I haven't been disappointed in any of the Marvel ones. So yeah, I find that they they've like cut on to the secret formula or something. Like yeah, they know what they're doing. That, I think that's that's the biggest pr- problem though with DC and Warner Brothers. Yeah. Whereas Marvel and Disney are quite happy to sort of accepts the fact that some of these ideas are a bit silly and a bit campy. Yeah. And just sort of run with it. DC and Warner don't want to do that. They're no. like, oh no, people don't want that. It's like, the Avengers made a billion dollars. Yeah. If you're going to copy something, copy that. And that's not all dour and serious. That's got quite a few laughs. In yeah. It. No, yeah. people want super serious Batman and super serious Superman. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's as if they've gone, oh, well, everyone makes fun of the uh, Adam West Batman show. 
but it's still awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's just it. it. Like, we watch the, the movie of it, and it's like, yeah, it's ridiculous. And I laugh at, like, the shark spray and shit, yeah. but I still watch it and love it. <laughs> yeah. but, but the thing is, though, is, like, that show was created from how Batman was when the producers were kids. Yeah. You know, when they were little, Batman was, you know, he was the detective, he was the, like the policeman's friend. He operated in the daytime. He was always, you know, courteous and helped people out. Yeah. And that's why that show existed the way it did. Yeah, you exactly. Know? Whereas like the Tim Burton Batman, that book was born out of like the seventies and early eighties where Batman was starting to get darker and a bit more, you know, a bit, a bit more adult, to mm-hmm. use the term. So that's why it went that way. And, you know, it's like every, everything always harks back to a certain point. Yeah. And no no one wants to believe that, like, before this point, something existed. Yeah. <laughs> you know. It's like, if you talk to anybody, it's like, oh, well, there, there was no such thing as Batman before Frank Miller touched it. Yeah. It's like, well, there was actually a good deal of Batman before Frank Miller touched it. And they're mm-hmm. talking about what making it. I think it's an animated one of the Killing Joke. Who in the right mind wants that? Really? I don't know, but Mark Hamill is going to be doing the voice of the Joker. Mark, have you not got enough money from the new Star <laughs> Wars movie? Is that what it is? Well, and all the other Joker voices too. Yeah. Yeah, man. I'd. I'd... I'm I'm a big Batgirl fan. I have been since I was a kid, since the animated <laughs> since the animated series. Yeah, so Bat- you're not going to Bat- watch the Killing Joke. <laughs> no, B- Batgirl was the first time I ever noticed like a, a female character <laughs> who was a badass. You know, Batgirl was the first time that I sort of sat up, and I was a kid at the time, and I was like, "Wow, well, girls can be cool as well." <laughs> you know, back in that period when I was like, "Oh, do you know, I." I hate I hate girls. They've got cooties. I don't want girls. <laughs> yeah. So to me, like Batgirl is kind of an important character, and I always hated the Killing Joke. Yeah. Because it just reduced her to motive. Well, and it's that- I'm just really surprised because it is like so shocking, even comic book form, to like put that into like actually even like an animated movie. Yeah. But um, did you see, uh, what was it, Under the Red Hood from a few years ago? Yeah. The opening to that is just brutal. Yep. When you see what the Joker does to Jason, it's like when I was watching it and I had to pick up the box to check the rating. <laughs> yeah. It's like, is this right? Because this is horrible. Yeah, it's pretty bad. It's kind of surprising. But that's the thing, like, it seems like DC will do really good, like, animated ones. Yeah. But they can't seem to get a handle on live action. Or they need to just stop making Batman and Superman movies and maybe find other DC characters to make. Yeah, but the problem is is that then they've got to try and find a way to make them like Batman. Yeah. Because it's like, if you look at the movies as they've been, nothing has sold like Batman has sold. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I think now, like with like you know like compound interest and stuff the 89 batman is still one of the highest grossing movies oh i'm sure yeah. that's and, how a lot of people got introduced to batman too yeah i mean i remember being a kid and we went to the cinema as a family and my dad and my brother went to see batman and i had to go watch the little mermaid <laughs> 
Now, I was only a little kid at this point. I'd been, what, uh, five, I think. And they were like, oh, it's, you know, it's uh, 18, you can't go watch this. Yeah. I was like, oh, but come on, it's Batman. Yeah. Come on. And like, no, you're going to watch The Little Mermaid. It's like, fine. <laughs> turns, out, turns out I freaking loved The Little Mermaid. When I saw it in the cinema. I thought it was amazing. But, you know, I was like, oh, I want to watch Batman. I want to watch Batman. So I didn't get to watch it until much later. Yeah. I think it was like after Batman Returns had come out, we watched like both of them together, me and my brother. Yeah, it's sort of like the Batman that I grew up with was the Michael Keaton Batman. Not the Christian That's... Bale Batman. <laughs> no, still to this day I say that my Batman is Kevin Conroy. Yeah. That that to me is Batman. When I you know, shut my eyes and think who Batman is, it's Kevin Conroy. <laughs> For me, I think it's definitely Michael Keaton because I was like when I was first introduced to Batman as a kid. Because I didn't really read comics and then yeah. seeing Batman. is I think Batman, though... It's one of those characters where, like, whether you read comics or not, everyone kind of knows who Batman is. Whether yeah. you've seen, you could not, go through your life not reading any of the comics, not seeing any of the movies, but you still know who Batman is. Mm. And it's like it's one of those things that I always found that DC has over Marvel is the characters, but they can't seem to make the movies. Yeah, this is the thing. It's like you know, you can you could show someone a picture of Superman who's never read a Superman comic, yeah. and they know that it's Superman. Yeah, because su- Superman has become you know, part of the culture is part of the lexicon. Now. Yeah, exactly. You know, Superman's referenced constantly, just like Batman is. Uh, the only one that comes close for Marvel, I think, is Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah. But I think Spider-Man, Spider-Man has been aimed... Spider-Man's the one character from Marvel that was aimed at a younger audience yeah. for such a long time. You know, there was always... The best Marvel animated series was the Spider-Man one. Yeah. And it seems like it always has been. Whenever they've done another character, it's never been as good. Like I was a big X-Men fan growing up. Yeah, but, 90s X-Men. Yeah, yeah the, the 90s X-Men cartoon yep. compared to the Spider-Man one was utter garbage. Yep. Yeah, it was just it was just ridiculously bad. The, the very first episode, which features Jubilee walking down the street, and then this <laughs> sentinel just appears from behind a tree. <laughs> you know, these big 30-foot sentinels yeah. hiding behind a tree and she didn't see it. It's sneaky. It's like, come on. Get it right, guys. <laughs> that, that's that's the, the one thing that you'd like to hope would come from this whole Marvel-Disney merger. Yeah. Is that, that they could use, like, a Disney animation house and do a good Marvel animated movie. Yeah. That's, you know, that's the one thing that you kind of want to happen because they always outsource to some really crappy animation <laughs> studio yeah. um oh, what was it what was I watching uh, the um the iron man and doctor strange animated movies from i think it was like the early 2000s oh yeah they they were terrible mm-hmm. just like the uh, two ultimates ones that they did yep. they were god awful as well it's like you can't you can't have an animated movie that looks terrible. Exactly, you that's just the whole can't. point of it. It's like there, there are certain there are certain things that work because they're kind of rough around the edges. But you know, like the um, like the adult animated stuff. You know, like you know South Park and Rick yeah. and Morty and all that kind of stuff. You can get away with it looking cheesy because that's half of the charm. Yeah, it's it, you know it's sort of 
it looks bad because it is bad. Yeah. But it's, you know, it's, it, it's not actually bad. It's good. It's just on the first glance, you're like, what the fuck is that? Yeah, exactly. You know, even, um, I, th- I think Adventure Time yeah. is one of the first things that's broke through that's actually like, it looks really dopey and stupid, mm-hmm. but people have just gravitated to it. Yeah. I've got I've got a friend who loves the dog from Adventure Time. <laughs> he's like, he's my spirit guy. <laughs> yeah. And I've tried a couple of times. I just, I just don't get it. I don't understand it. I've watched a few, and I kind of like them, but I've never. I don't like it enough to the point where I like. I'll sit there and start watching them. Yeah. Um. I don't know. To be honest, I think I like my uh, animations to be a bit depressing. <laughs> um. It's like South Park always finds a way to bum me out. Yeah. Um. Rick and Morty second season every episode has ended on such a brutal note, <laughs> and uh, BoJack Horseman is just it, it's just horrible to watch. You're just watching <laughs> watching this person live this horrible life and like constantly have to try and figure out their place in the universe and just get their soul crushed every episode. But so good. I still think that it actually was on like one of the top TV death ones is the Futurama episode with the dog. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh don't. Uh, did, did you see the final episode of Futurama? No, I don't think I did. That that was just heartbreaking. Um, there was um, there was some kind of split in the time space continuum. And everyone got frozen in place except for Fry and Leela. Oh. And basically they spend their entire life just sort of walking around the planet. Just oh, wow. spending time with one another. And it's really sweet and it's really nice. But by the end of it, they're like old people. Yeah. You know, and they climb back up to the top of the Empire State Building and it's taken them like weeks to get there because they're so old and decrepit. <laughs> and they're just sort of broken. And you're like, it's sweet that they yeah. got together and, you know, they clearly love one another and have had a good time. But, man, this is on a show that, you know, started out being so fun and yeah. silly and, you know, the it was, it was just crazy that first season. And yeah. then you get to this and it's like, oh, man, I need to, I'm going to need to <laughs> do some speed or something yeah. to cheer myself up. Well, the dog episode is just, I can't, yeah. if it's on again, I'm like, I can't watch this. Yeah. Watch it the first time. I'm like, why would you do that? Mm. That is so horrible to do yeah. in a cartoon. Like, it's just gut-wrenching. Mm. And I think it was actually, like, on one of those things online, it was, like, top ten worst TV deaths or, like, most heart-wrenching TV deaths or something like that. And that was, like, number one. I'm like, yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's a cartoon. It's not supposed to be like that. Yeah. But, you know, I don't know, it's, I, I think I can live with a show that does that and then sort of does have an end. Yeah. Instead of it, you know, being like The Simpsons, which will never die. Yeah, I think we've barely even watched, like, the last couple of years. We'll watch yeah. it here and there if there's nothing else on or for yeah. time, but it's just hard to watch. Yeah, it's like we, we have a channel over here that always reruns Simpsons, like, in an afternoon. Oh, yeah. Uh, so occasionally I get home from work and I just put the TV on and because it's something mindless, I yeah. just sort of throw it on and it's there in the background. Yeah. And every now and then I see a newer episode. And I just think, why did they bother? Yeah. It's like three to five were great seasons of mm-hmm. TV. 
And then it just sort of slowly got worse over yeah, time. Yeah, it's just been really bad. Yeah. And now it's like, I, I watched a fairly new one and like all the family have got cell phones. Yeah. And, you know, they're all using, you know, Apple computers and iPads and stuff. And yeah. It's like, what what's going on? What's... Yeah. Well, it's like Family Guy where it's just like getting to the point where they just can't push it anymore. Yeah. Where it's like you reach that, you know, beyond that point where you're pushing boundaries. And now it's just like, this is just bad. Yeah. I, um, I watched it when it was on TV when they first showed it. And... I was like, what the hell is this program? Yeah. And I think they used to do it in like an hour slot. It was Family Guy and Dilbert oh, yeah. together. That's how old it is. <laughs> and as I watched it, I was like, what's going on? And I used to think like Stewie was great. I was like, this baby is just amazing. Yeah. It's so funny. And I had the first three seasons of it on VHS. Nice. <laughs> and I was like, this is fantastic. And then when they came back with the fourth season, I got really excited. Because I was like, yeah, Family Guy's coming back. Yeah. And my friend was downloading them at the time. So, like, every so often we'd just go down his house and just, like, watch a bunch of episodes. And it got, like, towards the end of season four. And we're like, this this show kind of petered off really quickly. Yeah. There were some great episodes in the first half, like some genuinely like shocking yeah. episodes, and then it just sort of slowed down and just it got into that the that swing of what they made fun of on South Park. Yeah, you know, with the the manatees in the cage. Yeah, picking the coloured ball. Mm-hmm. It's like it is just you know insert name, yeah. location, and prop, and that's your gag. Yeah, and it's just like. Shocking for the sake of being shocking. Yeah. Not to, like, make a comment on something. And that's why, actually, I think, like, South Park this season has been really on point with stuff more than other seasons, where they're, like, really just taking, like, digs at, you know, pop culture and mainstream stuff, especially this season with their PC principle. And it's just been, like, crazy how on point they are with stuff going on currently. Whereas other seasons, it's like, yeah, you know, they kind of... We're falling into Family Guy's trap where they'll make fun of stuff just for the sake of making fun of it. Yeah. Like, this season's actually been really good that way. Surprisingly. <laughs> there was one episode, I can't remember if it was the third or fourth one. I don't remember what, what, how far in the season it is, but like, all the Canadians were coming to the US and they couldn't figure out why. And it was because, like, we got a new president, but it was Donald Trump. <laughs> but they didn't say it was Donald Trump, but it was like exactly like Donald Trump. So all the Canadians were leaving Canada and going to the to the United States to get away from him. Mm. And I'm like, that's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's the good thing about that show, though, is that it's because it's so quick for them to make it. Yeah, it's so topical, yeah. and they still manage to keep the ethos of well, we're going to make fun of people for this. But at the same time, we're going to make pe- fun of people on the other side of the argument. Yeah, exactly. You know, the it it's offensive, but it is offensive to all. Yeah, that's you know, just there's it. no there's no way you can get around it. Whatever side of the argument you fall onto, someone's going to make fun of you. Yeah, and I think that that's why like they're kind of not afraid to make fun of everyone. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like I remember the. Um, the Britney Spears episode. Yeah. <laughs> you know, where she ends up, like, blowing her head off. Yep. And, you know, it just these horrible, horrible things happen to her. 
and it's making fun of Britney Spears, but at the same time, it's making fun of everyone that drove her yep. to that breakdown that she had. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, it, it does have a moral at the end of every story. They yeah. don't always say it, but, you know, a lot of times it's just like, well, just look at how we're acting as a society. Look at the things that we're placing importance of. You yeah. can't, You can't do that, you know. People should just be able to live their lives. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, the I I love the I said it earlier on, I love that um Black Friday three parter. Yeah. And it's like there was three things that made it for me. Firstly, Randy, because whenever Randy's in it, <laughs> it is best. gonna be a great show. <laughs> yeah. Um The Old Man with the garden of betrayal. Yeah. <laughs> where he kept complaining because the kids were in his garden. He's like, like he, He's going to betray you. <laughs> yeah, he's my favorite new character in South Park for a long time. But the other one is the woman that they keep interviewing outside. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, I hate my kid. Yeah. I hate my kid. We've been waiting to have four days. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, it's sort of horrible, you know, picturing this big fat woman that's, you know, going to eat a child. Mm-hmm. But look at what you're doing just to try and save a couple of bucks. Yep. Look at the things that you drag your family through just to try and make a little money. Yeah. You know, it's like we've just we've just started getting Black Friday over here over the last couple of years. And I'm glad that I usually get Fridays off so I don't <laughs> have to deal with it. Because people yeah. are just insane. They think that they're going to get a bargain. Yep. So they come out in droves. It's like the like the Boxing Day sales. Yeah, that's what we have over here is just Boxing Day. We don't really have Black Friday so much. Yeah. Last year, I think they started to do a little bit of Black Friday stuff. Yeah. But it's mainly just been Boxing Day. And I've gone to like a few of them. Like when I was a teenager, I'd go to the mall for Black yeah. for Boxing Day. And, you know, maybe get a couple of t-shirts for a good deal for a super cheap price. But yeah, it's not worth it to fight through the crowds. No. It's like I always remember like waking, like waking up boxing day morning and putting the news on and it's mm-hmm. like oh here we are we've had people who've been stood outside since 4 a.m yeah. trying to get a bargain it's like have you got nothing better to do is saving a couple of quid so important mm-hmm. to you that you'll just drag your family out of bed on their day off well now in the states too they're starting to have sales on thanksgiving day itself yeah like last year so people are like you know going right after dinner and going to the freaking mall like, or you could just enjoy the holiday with your family. Yeah. And <laughs> not go shopping. See, this is why I like internet shopping. Yeah. Because I don't have to deal with anyone. No I people. <laughs> it's like, you know, yeah, you know, Christmas Day, if I'm a little bored in the afternoon, maybe I'll load up my uh, Mac and see if, you know, there's any Amazon deals on. Yeah. You know, j- j- just see. And if there's something that I really want, maybe I'll buy it. But I don't have to fucking go and interact with people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the back in the old shop, the, like on Boxing Day, we'd have people crawling under the shutter in the morning, like <laughs> the dawn of the dead, <laughs> sticking their arms underneath. Yeah, but the, but the great thing is, is we had uh, for the most part, we had our Boxing Day sale out on Christmas Eve. Oh yeah. In fact, last year we had it out a couple of days before Christmas Eve. So the Boxing Day sale was already there. Yeah. So there were people who'd come in on Christmas Eve looking for a last-minute bargain, coming back in two days later and seeing exactly the same <laughs> things. Yeah. <laughs> Aw, people. 
I'm going to call this podcast People, What a Bunch of Bastards. <laughs> I, I, th- I think it has to be. There's no other way around it. Because <laughs> it can't be two guys, a girl, and a podcast because someone yeah. bailed. <laughs> yeah. Stupid Jack and his germs. Yeah. Wrong Jack with germs. you. <laughs> germs. That sounds like an old punk band. Jack germs. <laughs> yeah. There was, um, is there a British one? There was one that I found recently. Oh no, I think they're from the States. Their name's Puppet Rebellion. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like that. That's good. I'm like, that's a good name. A good yeah. band name. <laughs> yeah, cool. are they? I'm trying to remember because I just did actually a music pod with them on it that I haven't posted yet. Um, but I'm pretty sure they're British. Seems like they would be. Oh, that's good. I, li- I like playing the band name game. <laughs> where, you know, someone will say something. Yeah. And you're just like, that's a good band name. Yep. You know, or you, someone say something and you have to decide whether it would be a good band name or an album name. Yeah. That's the thing. <laughs> it's not, not everything makes a good band name, but you will make a good album name. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's like I always used to like finding them in the reviews for uh, <laughs> albums. Um, we'd get these things sent out by the company that someone in, in like marketing had made, and it'd give you a rundown of the album to put on the. Um, it used to be called rate card. Okay. Um, it basically it was just like a. A secondary area, usually in your A to Zs for like the musos, the people who don't buy from the chart wall, yeah. they always go into the A to Zs, and it's just like you know, artist of the week or whatever yeah. they've pulled out. And some of the descriptions on those were just tremendous. <laughs> they were they were so good. You know, it's like the um, the uh, NME album reviews. <laughs> like it got to the point where they stopped writing album reviews. They just like went through the thesaurus to see how many fun <laughs> words they could get together. Nice. So your band had released an album, and you know the review would talk about how it sounds like uh, a million bees being pushed through a screen door <laughs> in a hurricane. It's like that isn't a, that isn't an actual sound. Sense. You're just saying words. Now. Yeah. What would a million bees being pushed through a screen door sound like in a hurricane? Yeah. Well, uh, the one local band here that I actually put on the music podcast too, Bay Street Bastards. Their description is like, what do they call it? A musical hockey fight. <laughs> but I, a, I can get behind that. They're a Celtic punk band from Canada that sounds yeah. like a musical hockey fight. <laughs> I, I can get behind this. Yeah, but I'm like, that's a pretty good description, though. Yeah. For Celtic punk band. <laughs> mm-hmm. Celtic punk is a surprisingly like small genre to find any good bands in. Yeah, you, there's like there's... Dropkick Murphys, and that's about it. Yeah, there's... <laughs> uh, I seem to remember listening to another one when I was at college, and it's like they were known as the band that sounded like the Dropkicks. Yeah, we, we can now. I can't remember their name because I'm <laughs> old and forgetful. But at the time, we never remembered their name. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's just I don't know. But punk's one of those genres that can have anything applied to it yeah you can have any kind of mashup but no one's really done celtic punk apart from like a handful of people yeah like i love the dropkick murphys and trying to find like similar bands is really hard so i was super surprised to find like a local band that was half decent (laughs) 
That was surprising to me. Yeah. I just hope that all their songs are about drinking and fighting. Because if not, they, they, they can't really be a Celtic band. Most are. That's okay, then. <laughs> they actually did a cover of the Log Driver's Waltz, and it's, it's Canadian, like, un- T- like TV in Canada, we have, like, there's Canadian vignettes and these other little Canadian things. So, like, in between shows, there'd be, like, little clips of, like, historical events and shit in Canada. Yeah. And, like, there's this little cartoon on it, and it's a log driver's waltz, and it's always about, like, the the logging industry and them, like, basically, like, driving the logs down the river mm. to go from, like, where they cut them to, like, the lumber factory and stuff. But it was, like, this whole song and this whole, like, cheesy cartoon and they the Bay Street Bastards the Celtic band covered it and it's just hilarious <laughs> so I'm like that's pretty awesome yeah. I actually I found there was them a... through being on uh, the convention I went to yeah Cause they're... how did that go by the way because I haven't spoken to you since you were there I gave shout outs so if it's ever posted the guys who were um, it was me and basically this other uh, podcast uh, Zero Issues podcast were the only ones on the panel and they were recording it for their podcast. I'm hoping that it was loud enough that they post it. But I did give shout outs to Matt and Jack and Intercomics Podcast. Yay! What was I famous? <laughs> Yay! There was um, maybe about eight people that showed up to the panel, <laughs> which is better than zero. Yeah. It was like my husband, the three guys is like girlfriends or wives or whatever, and maybe like a handful of other people. <laughs> hey, it's, it's better than nothing. That's just it. I'm like, it's better than nothing and yeah. that's pretty good for a first time convention. It was actually pretty good. They um, they were expecting maybe about four or 500 people. They got about 900. Yeah. And there's, you know, maybe about 100,000 people in our city so that's pretty decent. Um, and it ended up being mostly like, it was in a hotel so it was like all the conference rooms had something going on. Yeah. Um, The thing that I think that would have made it a bit better is to have like more interactive stuff like they had demos and stuff but half of it was like because it was a local like tabletop game store Mm. and they had like a bunch of displays of games but if they'd had like someone there explaining what the games were i would have like thought that would have been a bit better because there's like here's the display of this assassin's creed tabletop game and it's just like on the table with the pieces i'm like well how do you play it? How does it work? Like, you know, if I had questions about it, there's no one really to ask. Mm. And I think that would have helped people buy more games. And then, like, the biggest room was probably just, like, the vendor's room. So I think that, I mean, for first time one, it was pretty decent. But I think more of that stuff. And the other thing that I found weird is there was no comic books there. But yeah. there's a comic book store that came. But they just brought, like, toys. And I know it's hard to lug, like, you know, comic books. They're heavy and stuff. Mm. But even if you brought, like, here's a couple, you know, new DC titles, here's a couple Marvel titles, here's a couple Image titles, like, just a few even. Yeah. I thought that would have been kind of good. And then the only other thing that was kind of shitty is the panel didn't have any moderators. So it was essentially just the four of us there asking each other questions. (laughs) Which was kind of awkward. I mean, it was okay. But it was just like, oh, so how did you get into podcasting? How did you get into podcasting? And then, like, one random guy in the audience asking questions. Yeah. But it was good for a first-time yeah. one. I mean, it was awesome to be on a panel. Like, oh, good. That's amazing. And yeah. I just really hope that it was loud enough for them to actually, you know, post the recording. Because I'm kind of excited about that. Mm. But it was pretty good. But that's kind of, like, how I found out about 
the Bay Street Bastards in a roundabout way because I started following those guys on Twitter and I was just sort of like trolling through the, who they follow. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, who are these guys following? And like one of them was this local band that was a Celtic, like Celtic punk band. I'm like, that is awesome. I <laughs> uh, can't go wrong with a bit of internet stalking. Oh yeah. I stalk everyone on the internet. <laughs> That's what I do. Yeah. <laughs> No, I'm glad it. I'm glad it worked out all right. Um, yeah, you know, it, it sounds pretty good for you know for like a first time show. As yeah, well. like there was one last year that they tried to put on, and there's like this old <laughs> Thunder Bay. There's old the old fort, and it's basically like 1800s style fur trading fort because yeah. Canada and it's fur trading, <laughs> and it's about you know, maybe like a 10, 15 minute drive out of town because it's like, you know, a whole like historical park thing on the river. Mm. And they had a thing there last year. There was kind of like this popcorn convention. They had people dressed up as like Spider-Man. So it's like, come get your picture taken with Spider-Man and shit like that. And it was part of like a whole other thing that was going on the weekend. So it wasn't dedicated to it, mm. but because it was so like far out of town, I'm like, I don't want to drive all the way out there. And then it's like, there's no, like, to take a bus, I think the bus went out there, but it'd probably be about a two-hour bus ride because the bus system here is not, like, functional at all. (laughs) So, like, to get across town, it's about, if you're driving in Thunder Bay, it's about maybe a 10-minute drive to get to the other Uh side of town. If you're taking the bus, it's going to be an hour and a half easy because nothing is efficient. Uh And with that convention being so far out there, like I don't think they had that big a draw, and even me, I'm like, this is kind of cool. And they actually had, um, who was it? The guy from Star Trek, Chekhov. The oh yeah. Play Chekhov on the original Star Trek series came, but it's like I'm not gonna drive all the way out there. <laughs> like I'm sorry, yeah. I'm lazy. Most geeks are lazy. Yeah. And so this year having it like in town at a hotel with free parking. And, like, you know, there's a discount of the hotel, so even if people came in from out of town, they could stay in the hotel. Mm. Like, I found that really convenient. And just to have, like, all the conference rooms are super cool. And they had a scavenger hunt, so you actually had to, like, go around and get, like, pictures. So there would be, like, you know, find Thor's hammer, and you had to find a sonic screwdriver and, like, a Triforce symbol and stuff. They were placed all throughout, like, the convention. Mm. So, like, things like that, I think it was really good for a first-time one. And obviously, you know, there's things they could improve on. But for first-time convention and, you know, our little shitty town up here, <laughs> it was pretty decent. That's that's, that's pretty good. There was um, quite a few people, you know, dressed up in cosplay. And mm. there was, like, a Darth Vader princess that I'd missed, I guess, was there, there earlier in the day. <laughs> there was, like, a big draw. There was, like, a little weeping angel girl, which was super cute. Like, a little tiny child. <laughs> Dressed up as a weeping angel, which was awesome to see. Uh, but, yeah, like, I think for a smaller a smaller one, a smaller town, it was actually went on pretty decent. And I know, you know, they have plans to make it bigger next year and stuff. Yeah. So hopefully they do. It's kind of nice to have a convention locally. Yeah. Um, well, that's the thing. The, the one that's closest to me is um, it's about 40 minutes on the train to get up to Leeds. Oh, yeah. Um, and then from there, like, from the train station, it's maybe, like, a 20-minute walk. Yeah. To get down to where it is, because we have ours in the uh, the Royal Armouries, which is really cool. I went when I was a kid, and it just blew my mind, because <laughs> it's, just, it's just a museum full of old, like, weapons of war. Nice. And, you know, suits of armor, and uh, obviously they've got, like, a big thing on the First and Second World War, and They've got a um, 
there's a like a glass tower in the like at the end of the building. Oh, yeah. And when you go inside, the walls in the middle of it are just lined with swords and axes <laughs> and stuff. Nice. So you look up and it's just like, it seems like this endless wall of murder weapons. <laughs> it's, so, it's so cool. Um, but that's, that's like the closest one to me. I mean, there's there's other ones that I could go to. Um, I'm kind of lucky where I live because the, the town where I go to work, which is... Um, it's about a 30 minute bus ride. Um, that's on the line that goes down to London. Oh yeah. You know, so I could, I could in essence go to like London super comic Con and, uh, MCM. Uh, there's the Manchester one, which is a little harder to get to cause it is connecting trains, but it's still doable. <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, it's like a couple of hours. Um, so there's a bunch that I could get to, but I'm, again, I'm really lazy. Yeah. I just, I go to Thought Bubble because it's easy. Yeah. It's like if I if I wanted to commute for like the couple of days it's on, I could do. Uh but I'm lazy so I get a hotel. <laughs> yeah, see that's like where we live. I mean Winnipeg doesn't really have well, they have like kind of like a pop culture one. That's an eight hour drive one way. Toronto is about a twenty hour drive the other way <laughs> and then minneapolis in the states which would be like the next other biggest city south is about an eight hour drive south so there's really nothing around here yeah unless you want to fly somewhere yeah so i mean having something in town was just awesome i know like even my friends like oh you know they should get some celebrities to come next year i'm like yeah, but you like paying $10 for admission. So, you know, there's celebrities, you have to pay them. And you have to convince them to come yeah. to Northwestern Ontario where there's really nothing else. You know, it was $10 for regular admission, 25 for VIP. And for the VIP one, you got, like, priority seating at panels. And you got to do the scavenger hunt. And you got, like, um, a discount on some commemorative photo or something, too. Yeah. But even still, 25 bucks, like, that's like nothing, yeah. you know? Mm to get into a convention for a whole day yeah um see so the the thing i like about thought bubble is that it's for the most part it is a comic book show mm -hmm. it's it's all it's like the, there are you know there are vendors there that are selling stuff but for the most part it's just creators yeah um and you can go up and you can talk to them and it's like you know some of them have stuff to sell there sometimes they, they'll just do you know, just sign stuff and say hello and just, you know, just interact with people, which is always nice. Yeah. But there's a, there's a few over the last couple of years that have been popping up in the area that are just, like, movie memorabilia cons. Oh, yeah. And, you know, just, like, celebrity appearances. Yeah. And it's like, I've got some friends who went and it's like, oh, it was really good, you should go. And I was like, I don't want to go. Yeah. <laughs> There isn't anything that I really want from that. It's you know, I'm a I'm a comics guy. That, yeah. That's what I want. I want to go talk to whatever creators there and just gush about how much I like their book. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't I don't want to go to a place where I have to pay to get in and then I have to pay to get someone to sign something for me. Yeah. Or to buy something for them to sign and then have to pay for them to sign it. It's like no, to hell with that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The, the the great thing about a you know a comic show is that for the most part people don't really give a shit about signing stuff. There's, yeah. there's been you know there are a couple of creators who do. I'm not saying there isn't, but everyone that I've ever spoken to 
I've just been like, could you sign this for me? But like, yeah, totally. And yeah. Just signed it. And um, a couple of years ago, I went with one of my friends and he took, um, uh, what was it? It was one of the books that Jeff Lemire was doing when, uh, just after the new 52 launched. I think oh, it yeah. was Animal Man. And he took him Animal Man and he signed it for him and he did a little sweet tooth sketch in there as well. Oh, nice. And I'm like, this is amazing. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff Lemire is now the coolest man on the planet. Yeah. Um, but, you know, again, he had like stuff on his table that he was selling. He had original pages and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, and then you realize just how expensive it is for all that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you're like, uh, either I need more money or I need a better job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, it's only a couple of weeks away until Thought Bubble's on again. So the next time you see me, I'll probably just be like, I'm so poor. <laughs> I spent all my money on stuff. Um, <laughs> the great thing is, is like they've got an image booth there now. Oh, nice. And, it's, you know, they, they do sort of sign-ins at the booth. But for the most part, it's just a stall yeah. to sell image books. And they are all so overpriced yeah you can go to the other side of the hall where like the other stores are and buy the same image books <laughs> for like a third of the price it's yeah. ridiculous for the regular price <laughs> yeah you know it's like that's the great thing about image books is that you know they've they've tried really hard over the last few years to keep the prices down for single issues yeah and then sell like the the first volume of their books like quite cheap so there's a lot of people that have been getting in to comics through Image mm-hmm. because it's been a fairly inexpensive thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's fantastic. But then you can't come over here and go, oh, well, the exchange rate is different. Yeah. Let's just put the money up. That'll work. <laughs> it's like, yeah. no, no, that won't work. <laughs> yeah. You got to remember that ultimately this is the north of England, and we're all tight as shit up here. <laughs> we, we don't like parting with money at the best of times. <laughs> well, for us too, right now our dollar's like super low, so it's worth like seventy-six cents of an American dollar. So it's pretty low for Canada. It's yeah. usually about like ninety cents. <laughs> So buying stuff online is kind of sucky right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, yeah, I I remember a few years ago when you know even the Canadian dollar you were looking at like two dollars to every pound. Mm-hmm. Um, and getting stuff from the states was fantastic. Yeah. And now you look and it's you know it's barely like a buck fifty. Yeah. You're like, uh, maybe I will just wait until it's over here. Because <laughs> it'll probably end up being the same price anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's been over two hours. <laughs> and I, I think we've slowly gone from we've talked about the apocalypse and people are bastards. Yeah. And now we're just talking about the economy. <laughs> yeah. I, I think if there's anyone still listening, they're, they're just they're reaching for the razor blade right now. It's like, Sleeping. oh my god. What happened to the fun? What's going on? <laughs> the economy is shit. Yeah. And people are bastards. <laughs> I, I'm going to start a petition to get that as our national seal. People are bastards. Yeah, and the economy is shit. <laughs> to see if I can get it over the flag. That that would be terrific, that. That would be awesome. <laughs> I'd buy that flag. <laughs> 
Well, you'd buy that flag anyway. Yeah. You want you want our flag so bad. Yeah, especially if it's the Union Jack flag. Yeah. I don't know why I like the Union Jack. I still want to get a freaking maple leaf with the Union Jack inside as a tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> and I will when I get money. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so expensive a hobby. Yeah. I've got so many plans for ones and gone. Oh, I just don't have the money for it. Yeah. Let's just not, <laughs> let's just not think about it anymore. <laughs> well, thanks for being grumpy as usual. You're very welcome. <laughs> it's literally the easiest work I have to do. Every time I watch uh, Game Grumps videos on YouTube, I always <laughs> think, Matt's grumpy. <laughs> yeah. See, if I'd have known, I would have gotten in there first. <laughs> I, I could have been the originator of Game Grumps, mm-hmm. but I'm too lazy. I I'm probably more lazy than I am grumpy. I love Game Grumps. Oh, I love watching them play video games. <laughs> Sad, like I watch them play video games. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, is like people are getting on their case. It's like, oh, what, why, why are you spending all your time on YouTube watching someone else play a video game? Yeah. <laughs> Does no one remember that that's what we did as kids? Yeah, exactly. You know, I, I had an older brother. I couldn't get the controller off of him because he was huge, and yeah. I was a tiny child. <laughs> so I had to watch him play the video game. Well, we have Final Fantasy. I've never played Final Fantasy myself. I make my yeah. husband play it and watch it. I'm like, you play this. Yeah. <laughs> so I can watch you play it. I don't to be play honest, it myself. <laughs> that, that's probably the best way of doing it. Because, yeah. you know, you can, he can have a big hour-long boss fight and you can get up and go to the bathroom and yeah. make a sandwich. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, come back. It's like, you, are you winning? Oh, no, you're at the same place. Yeah. Right, okay. <laughs> exactly. I'll be back. Yeah. And when he has to sit there and, like, grind up a level, I'm like, I will just go watch a movie and yeah. come back. Call, call me when you get on to the next part of the map. Yep. Then we'll talk. <laughs> when we're back to the story, give me a call and I'll come back. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, thanks for no. being on again. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's, al- it's always a pleasure to get an invite. Well, I get bored talking to myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather talk to British people. <laughs> Well, you you you're probably talking to the least British person you will ever meet. <laughs> yeah, you're pretty Americanized. Yeah. That's <laughs> why all the kids at school hated me. <laughs> like, oh, why are you trying to be American? I'm not. I'm just not like you. <laughs> you go eat your bangers and mash, and I'll eat a hot dog. <laughs> <sighs> See, to be honest, I would rather have a hot dog than bangers and mash, just because people would look at me weird if I put chili and cheese on bangers and mash. Yeah. I think it might be amazing, but people would look at me weird. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You'd be ostracized even more. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I have to keep all my American eating confined to my room now. <laughs> I, have to, I have to smuggle it in like contraband. And eat it in shame in the dark. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the, the, this hoagie's so good, but I'm so bad. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm so ashamed of myself. <laughs> I'm always ashamed of myself. I've been ashamed of myself for years. There's nothing new there. I've learned to live with the shame. That's the trick. Don't don't give in to your shame. Just learn to live with it. Don't Embrace it, it, children. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and people are bastards. People are bastards <laughs> and the economy is shit. Good night, everybody. <laughs>